only done and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What is up, Panther fans? Welcome back to the C3 Panthers Podcast, brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. The Carolina Panthers coming off a tough loss against the Arizona Cardinals, one that left Panther fans wondering, is this season over already? A lot of people on the post-game show were calling for Matt Rule's head, and we've got a ton to reflect upon about the trajectory of this team, where they need to go, Will Matt Rule make it? And how will they fare against the San Francisco 49ers tonight? We got a tremendous show for you. Tonight's show is Baker Mayfield bottoms as Jimmy G strikes gold as 49ers starter. The Carolina Panthers, ugh, it's been yuck, yuck, yuck. Bottom Baker, bottom barrel Baker has, destro- has been awful. Matt Rule has continued to be a fool. And the San Francisco 49ers, Beat that tail last night on Monday Night Football. We've got it all to talk about with you, but also with my wheel man, Cody Lashney. How you doing, my friend? Tony Don, this team is disgusting. I wouldn't let them kiss my mother on the cheek. It's that bad. Listen, man, um, I, I hate that we're seemingly in this position every year where we start out excited like every other fan base of every other NFL team. And here we are, dude. People are already talking about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and Will Levis. Man, it's it's tough times, man. But you know what? Tougher people make it through tougher times. And I'll be damned if that's not us, Tony Dunn. And you know what? We're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You already know them and love them. It's a man, Drew Algernon Rams. You're Big Al. What's up? ATX19. Chad Mortensen, Devin White, Elizabeth Lasser, James Island Panther, Jay Prey, Joshua Hall, Just Don't Care, Moneybags Lawson, Panther Pickle, Pad One Panther, Why Bid Jordan, Underground West, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. We welcome you into the conversation. It's a show by fans for fans. We are not expert football people, but we like fire football. But we're expert football fans, and you can be a part of that conversation. And another guy, the man with the golden pipes, who's always part of that conversation, CK, how you doing? Man, I'm doing... uh... I'm doing as as well as can be expected. And, and, you know, one of the things that I think we've done after each one of the losses so far this this season, at least myself, is try to take the next few days to reflect and watch the, watch the game, watch the film, see if there's anything. And, and you know, there's usually, you know, the, listen, there's, there's some optimism after a loss, right? Um, and so after watching that game, I just, I've got to say it's still, fucking sucks it's still garbage and we are still horrible i just watched i just oh my god dude i just can't i don't know what else to do i don't know what else to do 
like I can sit here and cheer for this game. I mean, this team, I can cheer every single day. I can cheer every single week, but it just seems like we continue to get worse. We just are spinning our wheels and it is so irritating as a Panthers fan to put so much into a, into an actual, like into your team and be happy with them and like try to cheer them on every year to constantly be let down year over year. It is exhausting. I'm ready for this thing to be burnt down and just let's start from scratch. Like I'm just ready for it at this point. I'm we, we saw what happened last year when we were in the playoffs. And I think we got a bit jaded, right? We were like, we just need a quarterback and it fixes everything. We need everything guys. Like we've maybe got an offensive line. That's it. Potentially. There is nothing out. Like, you can talk about the defense. There's no veterans, right? When you look at the mistakes that are happening, you can blame the offense, but the reality is there's still mistakes being made on the defense by our cornerbacks. We have no linebackers that you can look at as saying, as like, these are world-beater linebackers. These are not Panthers-level linebackers that we're accustomed to having. We're re- we just need it. This We need to do something else. It's not worked. And, and the idea that we're going to be patient with this insanity is absolutely fucking asinine. You know, Monday was a dark day for a lot of Panther fans. Sunday kind of just bludgeoned to death in a certain way. Monday, for me, where it was at, it was cold and rainy. And uh, you were kind of dealing, you weren't kind of, you were dealing with that incredibly difficult uh, loss uh, for the Arizona to the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, on just in a single game, if you look at that schedule, before the season, you could say, hey, that might be a loss, right? You could see that not being ridiculous. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Carolina Panthers team has just started so poorly, specifically the offense, and that has just lessened the confidence, or if there was any confidence, not confidence, it's just uh, dampened any hope that people had with Matt Rule. And the fact that Ben McAdoo has been the worst offensive coordinator Arguably in Panthers history in this point at this at the rate of the, that this offense is going is is insane. So we've got I have a take later on about Ben McAdoo and we'll we'll get to it. We need you, you guys complex to, offense that seems to be super complex and so complex like that it's gonna take years it's for so basic. To learn. It's not even complex. What's you complex mind, hey, about it? I, it's funny how a lot of the same things we're saying about Ben McAdoo. We said the same thing about Joe Brady. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying well, it's, almost, it's almost like if you're if you're an offensive coordinator and you have a quarterback that cannot make the throws to the open players, your offensive coordinator is going to look dumb by comparison. Now, I think that we should be running the ball a lot more than we are. That goes without saying, but it, it, the Panthers have never and cannot fix this quarterback position. So no matter what offensive coordinator you get in here, they're going to look like shit unless they're running the ball 70% of the time. I don't know, man. I think everyone's in a, in a, in a lose-lose situation with this quarterback that I frankly believe our head coach has shackled us with. Yeah, I mean, I would say this is right now. Joe Brady's been a better offensive coordinator than Ben McAdoo. Uh, God, by, could you imagine us saying that? Like, that's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, is that 
So there's a lot to talk about. We need y'all uh, to be a part of the show. Smash the thumbs up button. Uh, don't forget, we're on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher. There's an audio version of the podcast syndicated if you can't hang out and watch the YouTube all the time. And uh, we also welcome people to join the C3 Superfans. You can find the join button right beside the subscribe. And for $1.99 a month, you can be uh, just kind of uh, continue to help build this podcast as we are growing. In fact, um, our community is growing so much. Our post-game show, Cody, was over 520 people live, live viewers, one of the biggest shows we've ever done. We've yeah. already crested 4,000 views on YouTube since just Sunday and uh, got over 400 likes. So the community's been growing. And let me tell you how much this is growing. We have a fan, and this is the second time this year someone has reached out to us. This is not a giveaway by us by any means, but we have one of our community members wants to gift um, a pair of tickets to the Thursday night football game for the Atlanta uh, the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers, and he wants to make sure that they go to a Carolina Panther fan who is a friend of C3 and also uh, can attend the game. So these are not giveaways. And so what he's going to do, I, you know, he kind of he reached out to me, I think this morning, yesterday, I think it was this morning. And we we're going to try to arrange it for tonight for some random uh, kind of just, he's going to select a random person. He's in the chat. Uh, well, he's not in the chat now. He had to go to, he's got to work, I think, and go to bed. But I think what we're going to do is this, is the game is on November 10th. Um, so what I want to do is this is I want, uh, him to, he's going to select somebody at random, uh, in the chat, uh, next week or during the show, maybe not, uh, just from the chat, but random during the show. And what I'm going to do is this is I'm going to put a post up on YouTube right now. And it's just a verbal post. There's no picture, no nothing. It's just like a little post. And it says this, if someone gave you tickets, could you attend the Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers Thursday night football game on November 10th? Leave your Twitter handle uh, in the comments. And if you don't have Twitter, you can message us in Discord. So I just got to grab the Discord link and use the uh, hashtag in C3 in Discord. And what I'll do is I'll pass those names along uh, to, and actually I can tell you, um, John uh, Matty Enzo is going to help. Uh, so this is a fan who's just trying to, and congratulations to him getting married and upgrading his tickets, expanding his party. Poor guy. That's a fan for you. Going to the Carolina Panthers, spending more, and giving away tickets to another fan of C3. Um, can't You got to love that. So yep. uh, go and find that post. Make sure that you... Follow the names and instructions so I can we can just identify people who can actually attend. Um, not a contest. Not a contest. Uh, all right. Let's get into the show. What the hell? Um, what do we got to talk about first? Oh, man. Well, what don't we have to talk about? Kurt There's John, always... Baker Bottom. Look at this little... Look, these, what is that uh, picture that's been floating around? Oh, it's just a little tiny baby Baker Mayfield, don't you know? <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I mean, doesn't, doesn't that feel right? Doesn't that feel like uh, like that size of Baker Mayfield? You know, he has so many batted passes. I was going to call the show uh, Baker has more 
batted balls in a girls' volleyball game. <laughs> but uh, this was a better one. And, um, yeah, so, look, let's just uh, go ahead and jump into the show today. Uh, he, uh, Matt Rule gave a press conference. He uh, was bludgeoned, which- Cody. He was bludgeoned with co- uh, questions right out the gate about his job security. And uh, I th- hot take, bad take. I feel like Matt Rule has like, actually been handling this pretty well in the press conferences the last couple of weeks, even this past week when he's asked these questions. And on top of that, I don't think it's Matt Rule that's been the central problem with our team. I think that maybe he's a systemic problem. Uh, that is just associated with all the problems. But, like, I got other guys on my list of names here. But, Cody, right out the gate, he was asked about his job security by Sheena Quick, by Joe Person. Three reporters, back to back to back, asked him how he felt about his job, had he talked with David Tepper, um, and what he thought about this team as they were just falling apart. They also talked about the uh, college positions that have opened up and his thoughts on those positions and pictures right. potentially going back uh, well, and as he well. He was and, quick to shut that down. He didn't want to hear yeah. anything about it. He said he's the coach of the Carolina Panthers, which, again, that respect. But it, it's, it's what you're supposed to say. And at this point, I'm not going to give the man credit for what he's supposed to say. Like, yeah, you can say all the right things, but at the end of the day, um, your coaching is not up to snuff. And it's obvious to everyone. And, and you know, to his credit, he has said that. But, it, it, again, like, that's kind of what you have to say. Um, I, I think that when you're in a position like Matt Rule, truly, I don't think he knows what, what to do. I mean, I think that, you know, when, when you hear him talk about the brand and, and, and what this Panthers team is and, and what they're supposed to be about, they very much believe in doing things a certain way. And they do not seem like they're the type of team that likes to change very much, um, especially with Matt Rule as the leader. So I think they have this perpetual belief that, man, if we just keep pushing and pushing and grinding and trying to get better and better, that that we're going to somehow you know, overcome this slump that we've already found ourselves in to start the season. And everyone knows that it's BS. It's not going to happen. You know, he was quoted as saying, as you see right there, our team will respond. We always do. We're like five and 11 coming off of a loss. It's absolutely abysmal. Well, I was going to say, one of the things that I find a bit irritating is this thought that we're constantly getting like, well, every week we got to get better. We got to get better every week. Like every like here's the thing that's they're in a vacuum. It's it's like they believe that the rest of the league isn't going to continue to get better either, right? Like we've got to get better. We well, right, guess what? Right. You've got to you've got to be better. Like you can't get better. It's not about getting better. It's about we need to play as professionals at this point, right? But at this point in time, it hasn't worked. Everybody has gotten exponentially better besides us. And, every, and, and pretty much every facet, like our defense is doing similar things that it did last year, right? It wasn't able to, it, 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 it falters in the you know third and fourth quarter because of how much time they're spending on the field because the offense can't do anything, right? Um, it's it's becoming a, 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 a just a, a pattern at this point. Um, the only benefit we have this year 
um, if there's any if there's anything to take its comfort from this is we didn't start three and zero, which helps our draft position moving forward. Yeah, and probably gets us out of the Matt Rule era in a way, right? right? Instead of um, somehow eking this out. But here's the here's what I I listened to the I read the the tweets first the quote. He said, I believe in our coaching staff. I believe in us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have confidence. He was saying this is like, do you, are you worried about losing your job? So, right, he comes out and he says, I have, I have confidence in myself. I have confidence in this staff, confidence in this team, and we're going to respond as we always do. <laughs> he missed, you know, it's like, a, it, it's such a good soundbite. Like, it was such a good tweet grab by somebody. But I almost feel a little bad for him as like, you know, I mean, like if he had time to write his words out, I don't think he would have said like we always do. Because I read that tweet and I was like, bro, you won five games twice. Like, what do you mean? You ain't responded at all. Or, you know, but he's just that delusional and thinking that they do respond. That the guys that he sees in training camp. Just coach speak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's all just this useless dribble, you know? He's a fool, and don't I know it. He's a fool. He's an absolute fool. And by the way, Panther Pickle put this in my chat, and and I I have to continue to to go down on this man. What? Yeah, that sounded (laughs) fucking terrible. (laughs) Panther Pickle. That's good news, people. (laughs) (laughs) No, but dude, the fucking ping pong table. There was another interview. <laughs> there was another interview. And I forget who they were talking to. It might be it was Brian Burns. And dude, you hear that fucking ping pong table just going back and forth in the back room, dude. And it's like, get that shit the fuck out of our locker room, man. Why are you playing so much ping pong? When this team sucks a big one, dude, no pause. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get paid to... I know it's not an asshole here, but it's like, dude, you don't get paid to play ping pong. You don't win enough football games, but yet, oh, you're all palling around, clowning around in the fucking locker room. Dude, it's so dumb, man. And I do think that it's a culture thing. I think that everybody's too chillax, and I think that most probably all those players in the locker room know that Matt rule is on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, it's almost like every time I hear the stupid fucking ping pong table, <laughs> it's like, I'm reminded of how much they just don't give a shit about what the fuck is going on around them. Because dude, let me tell you what, if that was me on that team, oh, I wouldn't be playing fucking ping pong, bro. That's a promise. God, I can't stand it, dude. I feel All like right. that that's a bit of a um an interesting take. I know you've had that before. It's a great take though. It's, it's like it's, a great it's a symbolic take. Like it's meaningless well, in one way. You know what I'm saying? But here's the like, thing is am I wrong in this is like one of the things that we talk about with Matt Rule is he he you know, he treats these kids like college kids, right? He he's like he's super strict. This is how we do it. This is how like that's what he wanted. And we know that these players are adults, right? And so I think if I, I think the biggest problem is they have the ping pong table just out there in the open for people. 
hear it, right? Because I guarantee you, even the worst teams in the NFL probably have something similar. It may just not be as audible, right? I, like, I, I don't think. Well, that, it's in the locker room, though, right. you know, and they're doing the interviews. Right. Um, that that would know. be the part that I would agree with. Like, get that out of the locker room and put it some in a different room. But the idea of getting rid of it entirely, it's it's. What's happening at all? No, I mean, honestly speaking, why should they have a ping pong table? Why should they get to have one? <laughs> Do you, so, really? so here's my here's my really? question. Really? Here's my I'll question. Yeah. Who's been who's been playing ping pong, Cody? Uh, obviously, everyone in the locker room. Every time they're okay. doing interviews, you hear this so shit in the background. Who are you? Who are you blaming for the losses? Well, I, I blame our 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 players losing on the field because of our coaching staff, which is terrible. But either way, why are they playing ping pong? Like, why? What do they do? For what? Why do they deserve? Why I would rather them be playing ping pong play than going. I'd rather them be playing ping pong than going and playing Call of Duty while you know in the back or going home and not having that you know that that team building stuff. Like that's right. a part of that. If you don't have that, then you're not building a team either, right? Yeah, there's there's part of it that goes into football, that. Football though, every moment in that no. building should be dedicated to getting better at football, and it's just so like okay, whatever you do at home, do that at home, fine. But, dude, when you're at the building coming off of these terrible losses, it's off the fucking pawn table, man. It's ridiculous. I, I would burn that. I would take that table, and I would burn the motherfucker in front of the whole team and all the coaches. Like, no one's playing games until we win the game that we're paid to play. Love it. Love it. All right. So we're reflecting on the game from this past week. We have had two days removed. And really, you know, I think, and this is where I'm kind of coming back to, you know, like I heard, um, I mean, I listened to Matt Rule's press conference yesterday, this afternoon, like yesterday's press conference this afternoon. And look, it's easy to pile on him and it should be, he deserves, like that's where, but like even uh, not just people like us, but like now the radio stations are coming out. There's the local National radio media. station. Yeah. It's like uh, the local radio station in Greenville, who nobody listens like a different one like the nobody they have one show a week they do and uh they like and they're like pre-recording these bits like oh we'll recap the panthers probable loss and will matter like i mean it's just like everybody is smashing this dude from the raleigh to little towns and you even saw the skip bayless <laughs> skip bayless went nuts though this was fun even bayless even Cody's Skip going down on him. Even uh, <laughs> I just can't stop. That's the on. biggest compliment Matt Rule's got, and that's the only thing that's been nice to that anyone's done for Matt. Nice for Matt Rule this whole time is Cody going down on him. Um, <laughs> How stupid! Yeah, uh, but you know, so they were. I mean, it, he's tra You know, they're getting he's they're getting dumped on organizationally. Baker, all of this. I went back and watched the game too um, again, and I thought CK brought up some good points in the post game show. Is that Baker was in that first quarter wasn't horrendous, you know? It wasn't he was helped. actually pretty good in the first. Yeah, quarter. you know, it wasn't helped out by a couple. You know, it seems like this, and this is where I thought Matt Rule's press conference was right. Is like they're just not winning on third down. 
And in the past, someone asked him, is that because, oh, it was uh, Skyler. Is that what it is? Skyler Callahan? Yeah, yeah, I always miss. I think it's, I think it's uh, uh, Shulahan. Shul- or actually, yeah, no, so- he, his name is Shuler because you think that it's you would think that it's Skyler, but it actually no, is Shuler. It's Skyler, and I called him Shuler, and it's Sky- it's Skyler. Yeah, because I remember he corrected you, but yeah, I thought it was the it's other Skyler. way. Skyler, Skyler Callahan. But uh, okay. he asked him, "Is this because you're not performing on first and second downs?" And I thought Matt Rule had, again, like kind of an honest answer here. He just said, in the past weeks, I would have said that. But no, like we had third and five, third and one, four and one, four and one. So we're just not extending drives. And that has been the real story of this Panthers offense. And while I know we can single out Baker, the batted balls, crazy nine in this past game. Uh, on top of that, you can single out player you could say oh he's missed on passes which is true he's missed on a lot of passes you could say that players have dropped it it's just nothing has gone right at all you know like when he throws a good pass they drop it when he throws a bum pass or whatever when they have the right call it gets batted so like nothing has gone well for this offense and matt rules right is like if you can't extend a drive past three downs how the hell are you going to compete in this in this world, in this game? And that's just been the problem. This offense has been atrocious. Atrocious. And um, I don't know if you can, how you get it jump-started. Cody, is Sam Darnold an option? It's, it's, it's incredible to me how far or how fast we've already gotten to this. That we're already hoping... That Sam Darnold of all fucking people is going to be able to come in and and help this offense in any kind of meaningful way. Um, I mean, look, I never thought that either of these two dudes were the answer. But I, I'll tell you what, Baker Mayfield is playing like one of the very worst quarterbacks in all of the NFL. I mean, listen, we were hoping that finally DJ Moore might have someone that he can actually used to take his talents to the next level. Although, except, you know what? That isn't going to happen either. Because, as it turns out, Dan Moore ranks 67th of 73 wide receivers in catchable targets. 61 or 62.1% amongst receivers at least 15 targets. However, Moore's average depth of target, 7.4 yards, is much lower than the six wide receivers with, with worse catchable target rates. He has dealt with the worst quarterback play of any single wide receiver so far. And listen, everyone wanted to get mad at me when I brought up uh, Odell Beckham because, oh, Odell is a D. Odell ruins the team. Well, it, he also showed something very revealing, and that Baker Mayfield is never good at getting the ball to his number one wide receiver. In fact, I think you all have noticed, look how many times Baker Mayfield targets our tight ends. Whether it be Ian Thomas or Trimble or Sullivan, he's throwing the tight ends all the time. Because this little, honestly, this little guy does not trust himself to put the ball in the hands of his number one wide receiver. So he's going to continue to take these layup passes 
There's underneath passes that is not even guaranteed to hit, mind you. I've never seen someone overthrow a receiver in the flat as many times as I've seen Baker Mayfield do it. And they're just, it, this is going to continue to go downhill for the wide receiver that we just paid this big contract to. It's like, why? Now Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore are going to waste on an offense that doesn't even know how to utilize them because they can't. It's embarrassing. You can't handle the truth. Amen. I really can't. I, I, I know Baker. Look, his Baker has been pathetic. Trash. Um, he has been awful. Don't and start. he has been worse than what you could have even forecasted, Cody. The downest of down people, the worst of worst Browns fans, they say, I hate anytime someone gets in the comments and says, oh, what'd y'all think you were going to get with Baker? I would have said at least, a, I mean, like, shut up. You know, it well, wasn't, here's the thing. Here's like, the thing. This is we the were, worst. We were overpromised by Cody even. Like, even Cody was overpromising what Baker could do. Like, he was down on him, but nobody was this down on him. Because I like, didn't think our coaches would do a pass-first offense. I thought they were going to run the ball and do some play-action shots. I told well, you like, Ben like, McAdoo don't like to like, run. Even even when you he hear the, the product that's sold to us from the, the Browns fans, none of them are saying, like, he is god-awful every time. They're saying, like, he'll have two good games and then have, like, the shittiest game on the planet, and then he'll have an average game, and then he'll have a bad game, and then he'll, like, he's so inconsistent. This isn't inconsistent. This is non-existence. Yeah. Right? It's, and, uh, you're and, starting and, to wonder if he's lost, like, now the question is this, is will Baker even have any, like, be able ever play in the NFL at this rate? Again? I don't even see, like, I'm what I've seen so far, and again, the, the devil's advocate here is there is a multitude of failures on this offense. And if we go back and we look at the half, like the first half, Baker looked actually pretty good. He was sharp. Like all of his drops for the yeah, first half right. were like all of his passes were drops, right? He wasn't throwing the ball down the field. He was getting the ball maybe 10 yards up the field. Like he wasn't doing deep shots. He did have that one. Um, Ian fat ass Ian Thomas mm -hmm. dropping. Like, I mean, but I mean, that that fourth quarter that, that second half was god awful when we thought like oh man he's gonna be able to like that's when you th think baker was gonna turn it on because we saw like week one when it came to the fourth quarter he was like he he was like all right you know what i'm not gonna let it phase me we're gonna come out here and do the right things right and yeah he had one good drive which by the way we've got to talk about his post-game press conference because it oh is yeah a topic of conversation do we have that on the agenda today we do not have the audio cody i'm sure we'll be able to we pulled up some of it in the, on the post game itself, but you're right. As you're going back and you're wondering, and I think it comes back to the question of like the booze and the, like the, how we respond to that. I, d I tend not to get overly upset about those. I don't think he necessarily has an attitude problem, but I, you know, I think okay. he does. I think Lotta. he does. Tony. Um, did you watch his entire post game pre uh, press conference? The entire one? No, we were doing the... No, I think I, I watched the... today and rewatched it. Okay. And he goes, I'm not going to let you guys sit here and pile on us. Right. And then he goes, um, at one point he said, it's just me and the guys in that locker room in there. If we're winning, it's still just us in the locker room. You know, and like... The yeah, way he you was don't think it, that's like missing to like... Is that, isn't that kind of is? It's you I guys. Think it's his it's attitude. a team. I think, it's y'all. 
Okay. It's his defensive nature, I think. And that's like, I've like, when I watched that press conference and I, I began like, normally I was watching his press conferences. I'm like, all right, I like this guy. Right. This time it felt like he came out a little bit too defensive. Um, and again, I agree. I think there was a failure across the board. And I said that publicly in the post game and, and everything, but your quarterback shouldn't say that. He shouldn't say that the, 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 the it's the entire team being bad on your offense. Like it's your everybody on the. He basically Did he made say that, that. Yeah, Did he, he say said everybody needs. To, he said everybody needs to improve. When they were asking specifically about his play, saying how much do you think your play impacted this, he was like, I think everybody uh, needs to improve or something like that. It was something very cl- similar to that. We need to um, get that exact. He's audio. a snot nosed brat. That's what he is. And the showboating and the letting it hang, all that shit is only cool if you're winning. But if you're not, if you're a big ass loser. Oh, dude, you sound like a little punk. And again, it goes back to what I said about Robbie Anderson. Don't tell us how to fan when you're out there shitting the bed all the time. Because you know what? We were fans before Baker Mayfield and Robbie Anderson. And we're going to be fans long after these two are not Panthers anymore. Well, to be fair, he didn't tell us how to be fans. He was just, he was very defensive is what I'm saying. Like the way that he went about. like. Is it, I didn't is think it, it was that bad. Is it, is it not the job of the reporters to ask tough questions? Like but when every one of your passes is batted at the line of scrimmage, for, for them to ask, hey, is your play, you know, what, you know, do you think your play contributed to the loss today? And the first thing that you say is everyone has to be better? Like, oh, dude, maybe fucking you need to be better. It, it, it's embarrassing, man. It is an embarrassment. I don't like him. I don't like Robbie Anderson. I'm not going to hide my feelings about him anymore. I have zero faith in these dudes. And I, I'm just, I'm ready shit to be over, man. Well, I'm also, I, I think I'm of the mind too, is I am just, I'm over. I know when we had Cam here, we loved that, right? We loved the, the at like the dab on him and all that stuff. It was a great time, right? And I loved that, right? But we were also the villain of the NFL. Right, nobody liked the Panthers because of Cam Newton. Not, but and there's probably other things that were a part of it too. Let's you know, also the whole take world loved Cam secretly. Right. Like he started trends, he made dab, he made the dab. He took that little my, Atlanta group and took them my, to the stratosphere. Right. My <laughs> point being is like when you look at the the entirety of the NFL, the majority of the NFL hated Cam Newton in 2015. The majority of the people, because everybody who was fans of the other team were writing open letters to the NFL, like, this is stupid, right? Everybody was. The other Look team the was getting mad, t- hitting the ball out of his hands when he was trying to do shit. Like, our own Julius Peppers uh, got salty with him, right? Um, so that happened. And then we get Baker, and we like his attitude, but when you really look at his history, the dude's a villain as well. Like, you want to talk about him being an underdog? Sure. But the dude is a villain, right? When you look at how he treat he plants the flag in Ohio, right? He he does ever like it's just there's so much that he has done. Like the the what did he do? The uh, the the nut suck, grab. Yeah, yeah. There's the nut grab. There's that. Right. You know, but I I think you're over. I think I, I don't know why he he has embedded himself in the culture so much. You know, I don't know what about his personality. I don't think he's that controversial at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not but it's I'm not like Antonio of- Brown today pulling his D out in Dubai 
and then going on to talk and then trying to smash on Giselle. Like, I mean, I know it's somewhat brash. I know maybe it can come off as cocky and arrogant, but it's like not really that bad. Like what it's, he said today that in that press conference, may sure could he have said something a little bit better? Could he have fallen on the sword like Cam used to always do? Well, he's yes. done that a few times as well. Like it's it's also I just didn't think it was that terrible. He's playing it. so shitty. He's playing so so shitty. I just don't even know what he could possibly do that would be right other than play better. I'm ready for that quarterback that is like loved. Right? I just want the like. Mm. I want to have the Justin Herbert. I want to have the Josh Allen. It's only when they're yeah. winning, dude. dude right. Let's go yeah. to this. I do want to before we move on to that is you do know though. That his brashness, his comments even drew the ire of Stephen A. Smith this week, who started, who has went to school in Winston Salem. He started calling out all the schools in Carol in North Carol or the some town. He was like There's Burlington, rise up, Raleigh, Durham, Raleigh, rise up, Durham, rise up. He was going through all the names. Uh, so look, is Baker Mayfield is one of those polarizing characters like uh, Donald Trump, like a Cam Newton, like a Barack Obama in some way, some ways. Um, he's go- he's just been god awful, god awful, god awful. Want to go back to that question though about Sam Darnold real quick? Can we bring up that mm-hmm. Sam Darnold uh, tweet right there? Sim- single question I got for you: is Sam Darnold really not. Is he, is this like, that? he said, look, he's not ready to go. He's eligible. He's been down there supposedly like listening to the calls and things. Uh, but Matt Rule said, nah, not this week. And maybe, maybe next week. Is Sam Darnold, do you really believe he's too hurt to play and he's mm-hmm. not ready? I don't think so. I think this is a mo- like his look is that the Panthers have committed to, to Baker Mayfield. They brought him in. They did the farcical competition. They picked him. They shouldn't have done any of that. They knew they were going with him. They bet the form on him, just like they bet the form last year on Sam Darnold. I think putting in Sam Darnold is an admission of just complete and fa- abject failure, period. And they probably know that they can't win enough games with either one of them to save their jobs, let alone uh, with Sam Darnold if they... Um, admit to that guilt do you believe sam darnold is too hurt to play or do you believe that this team is still trying to kind of throw some cover deflect on their maybe what their decision they are regret buyer's remorse i think he's too hurt to play i mean you got he got carted out like he, people forget that like he didn't like just walk off the field under his like he couldn't put any pressure on his ankle like I really do believe that he's pretty far okay. out from being able to play. I think okay. he's. I don't think he's healthy. I mean, yeah, I don't think that they they would lie about it, but I do think that if he was healthy, I don't think they would be actually in consideration to uh, right. to to take him out. I mean, I I think that they're telling the truth, but I also think that they have no desire to play Sam Darnold. Right. Um. And, and again, it's like this is two years in a row that they made a big bet on a high-drafted quarterback that they thought they could turn around and, and, and turn him into something fantastic because it was drafted high. 
you know, it's a high upside and they're not paying anything for them. Yeah. So, so the risk Same is thing. relatively low. Dude, and it, it shows you that, that, that it's a David Tepper move because that's how David Tepper made millions. Bought up devalued assets and wait for them to bounce back big. I mean, that's literally literally David Tepper's playbook. So Can I tell you something that's going to get you erect, Cody? We don't have any big contract quarterback on the books for next year. We haven't had that since Matt Rule took the job. Certainly, but I'll, I'll let me ping let me ping pong that back to you, CK. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because what good that thing. says to me is we have no idea what we're doing at the quarterback position. Because as of right now, as of this moment, again, we don't just play four or five games. We got to play all seventeen. But we have the number two pick in the draft. The number two pick in the draft is where we're sitting right now. And, you know, I said Matt Corral. I really was excited about Matt. I still think he has a ton of potential. I still think he can be a damn good football player. But if Matt Rule is out the door and you're sitting there with the potential of drafting a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young or a Will Levis after you continuously passed on quarterbacks the past three years in a row, you are out of your mind to think that Matt Corral would be enough to stop them from drafting oh, that guy. Yeah, no way. And we that's what we said when we – that's what I've been saying about drafting Matt Corral in the first place. I feel bad Is for the risk was too much for him and the organization, and that's why the only thing that got me hyped about the Matt Corral pick, uh, Cody, was your pathway to success through the preseason if we didn't have Mayfield. Right. Imagine if this was a Darnold. The really what we should have probably done. We probably should have gone Darnold with uh, Matt Corral and basically done what the what's happening to the Steelers right now. Yeah, is they play Mitch Trubisky two games. They didn't like it. They basically played ultimately like we are Baker Mayfield four games. You know, think about this, is that if Sam Darnold came out there and was doing what Baker Mayfield's doing right now, and we had Matt Corral, who had taken reps in the preseason, who had done stuff like that, we would have been saying, oh, now. And then there actually would be a pathway for winning for Matt Rule. Is Matt Rule has to now go on an unprecedented winning streak for him to keep his job. Yeah, like he has to get like eight straight wins or some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why he's not gone. Yeah, but with Matt Corral though, if we would have been right here, think about this: if we would have been in this exact situation where the defense is turning turning the shit over, right? Like uh, they're playing well enough to keep you in games, and Sam Darnold just wasn't able. Ben McAdoo and Sam Darnold just couldn't get this offense cooking. We would have the hope of saying, you know what? Let's put it in Matt Corral and let's see if we can get some, catch a little lightning in the bottle. And that hope and that aspiration may have been enough for us to go, oh, defense improved, special teams improved, offense getting better. If we just, you know, build around that next year, it's going to be better. Matt Rule, everything is on him just winning this season now. And maybe that would have been, I don't know. 
Maybe that was important. Maybe either situation is untenable. Well, the thing here's the thing you got to keep in mind too. Um, so if you look back to the reason that Matt Rule is still here is because of 2011, 2012, and 2013. Because we had a year of where we only got six wins. We got seven wins. Middle of the pack, middle of the road, not great, um, but just, you know, mediocre, right? And then we started out one in five, wasn't it? And then we went on that 10-game winning streak, and we finished 12 of four. Or So I guess we were one of three, I think, one in three. And then we finished 12 and four that year. Um, and, uh, and, and Ron Rivera was the coach of the year that year. Um, granted we had one of the best defenses, which is a positive. Um, and, uh, and our point differential is the big part on that year. Um, our defense only had 241 points scored against them that year. Um, which is absolutely asinine. When you look at that, the, like one of the lowest I think I've ever seen, like just to put it in perspective, our defense last year, had 404 points scored against it. And it was considered one of the best in the league. What team is this you're talking about? Sorry, Ours. I was checking the voice. 2013 line. Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah. Best defense. That defense, had. right. That and shit was so sick, bro. We had 241 points scored uh, against us that year, which was is really low. When you look at that being 160, and that's, that's like a large, I know it's 17-game season last year, so it's hard to put that comparison into place, but. It's just, it's uh, incredibly different. Um, I want you to listen to this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before this past week. Oh, come on. Where is it? Uh, Before this past week, I know they kind of got lit up or not kind of, they got lit up by the uh, Chiefs. Their first games, let me see, total, their defense... They allowed uh oh no when let's say where was the points? Where's points? Um in the first one, two, three games of the season, they allowed thirteen. They allowed twenty what's what's thirteen and fourteen? Twenty seven? Twenty seven, yeah. In the first three weeks, they allowed twenty seven points. That's insane. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like one of those stats, what you're talking about. And also another thing that's weird about this kind of season. And we're talking about like looking at what these Panthers could be, you know, the Detroit lions have the number one scoring offense. Yes. In the league. And then they also have the war. Imagine if you could pair the lions offense with the Panthers defense. It'd be dope. Do Staley for head coach. That's what I say. Yeah, there's a uh, so one more thing I wanted to mention though before we can jump into the cat calls here is that you know I, I really do, but there is a lot of dissension in our coaching ranks, and it even goes to the quarterback position because I, I'll give you credit, Tony. You were right. Ben McAdoo is a pass the football first type of guy, Told and you. because of that. I really do think that Matt Corral was the guy in McAdoo, honestly, in the future, envisioned. He probably would have been great with him. That's a good point. He really would have. And I honestly think that this offense was way better suited for Matt Corral than Baker Mayfield. And by the way, if you actually go back to uh, Ben McAdoo's quarterback rankings 
in the draft class that Baker came out in, he had Baker as his sixth-ranked quarterback behind even Mason Rudolph. So, again, he, <laughs> this, this guy was never a believer in Ben McAdoo, but now here comes Matt Rule and David Tepper betting big on these sloppy second quarterbacks. And then now look where we are. He's trying to run his offense, and, and Baker Mayfield, it can't throw a pass without having it batted at the line of scrimmage. I understand people. It's just been bad upset with McAdoo, but I honestly think that for as long as nah, we he's have, the problem. He's a bigger problem than Mayfield. Oh no, he's not. Yeah, no, his balls aren't one hundred, bro. One hundred. Everyone said that about uh, Joe Brady too. So it's like, why is it the same thing? No, no one. We didn't overgo in on Joe Brady. We no one overwent on Joe. We no. We said that Joe Brady could not exploit the other teams. That was what we said about the the thing about Joe Brady. What we were concerned about was that his is it was the organization of the week, the planning, the getting the team. It wasn't. And what I'm just saying is this, is that the McAdoo, he's basically doing the same exact job or maybe even actually worse than Joe Brady did. Let me just say worse than Joe Brady did. And he's got the experience. McAdoo is not game planning for the other team at all. But that's literally what people said it's about terrible. Joe Brady. That's what the, it, yes, yeah. what I'm saying is this, is that they both stink. Or the quarterback just sucks a big one, bro. That's so what you I think, think. All right. So you think that no. So you think that no. I can't. But look, yes. Did you think Mayfield sucks, bro? He sucks a. He sucks a cr incredible one. I'm not saying. I think that McAdoo. I think I look at both of them and I want to just destroy both of them at the same time. Like I mean, I don't know if it it requires me to hate one more than the other. They both suck the same they, okay but giant have did, did both sam donald and baker mayfield through through the four games that we've played have they missed a ton of wide open receivers yes or no no i would say sam donald's like 10 times better than what baker mayfield has done but okay but you would agree that baker mayfield is missing there are times when he would just miss it miss an open receiver yeah, like that that's what I'm that, saying. He sucks. Okay, so what I am yeah. saying is so this, is, is that if you ben put McAdoo. Sam Darnold on this team, Ben McAdoo would still be terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean... Like, he's just not had a good strategy for his players. And well, at the, the end of the here's day... Here's the argument that I understand from Cody's perspective is... We, we saw in the first game there was this deep ball thought process behind it, and then, you know, maybe we adjusted to try to get the run game involved against the Giants, which worked effectively. But when you were trying to get the ball out to the flat, he wasn't able to hit receivers. He was overthrowing people. Um, you know, the people were dropping balls. He was getting balls batted at the line. Like, there's that argument as well. Like, if, if everybody executed the way that they – like, the problem is there's a lot of – if you watch these games, pretty much every single play is a failure on the offense to execute. And that can go back to the offensive coordinator. 
What it's is either it? A oh, drop okay. Ball. I was about to it's, it's either a drop ball from from Ian Thomas. Um, it's a miscommunication on a route because Baker's trying to throw a back shoulder and Robbie Anderson's running straight up the the seam, or uh, it's that Ian Thomas completely whiffs on a block on Allen and he gets a a tipped ball that results in an interception. Right? Like there's a there's like a failure across the board. Which if we're going to play that game then yes, it falls on Ben McAdoo. We did the same shit to Ron Rivera when people weren't tackling the, the when they weren't wrapping up their tackles. We said that's a Ron Rivera problem because at some point when everybody's failing, it's got to go back to the guy on top. And right now, that guy is Ben McAdoo. Until that gets fixed, then that's a Ben McAdoo issue. Yeah, I agree. So hey, let's take care of some business real quick. First off, we didn't forget about you, just don't care. Just don't care. JDC Our with patron. The $5. Yeah, dude, everybody loves Just Don't Care. He is the absolute man. Shout out to and then James E with $9.99 says, Do you guys think these offensive coordinators picked these quarterbacks, but Matt Rule overruled? Brady offense looks mm. good with Bridgewater, poor RZ, but good. McAdoo. What a good comment. More for Corral. I, I this is a great. That's a a, a fantastic, fantastic. We appreciate your comment, James, and I I, I do think that I think our coordinators ha, had a vision for what they wanted this offense to be, and then here comes Matt Rule, not knowing shit about truly doing. And, and honestly, I, I, I'm willing to put David Tepper more in on this blame as well. I think this is a David Tepper. And Matt Rule working in cahoots. Because I'm telling you, man, this is David Tepper written all over it. If you look at how that man made his billions, buying big on Which, which is a great stock. take. This is a great take by Carter. Yeah, it, it's like that That has David Tepper written all over it. And I, I think that they have banned in hand in what they've done. That's part of the reason why David Tepper is hesitant to fire Matt Rule. Because if he fires him, well, he's firing the guy that has literally been enacting the plan that he has co-signed the entire time. I think it's desperation, man. I, I really think this is that uh, put the comment back up. If we could put, yeah. uh, was it James E's comment? Because I don't want to. Um, first of all, is that when you're in the draft room, Mac? Yeah, they leaned on McAdoo this year. We know it. You know what I'm saying? We watched the tape. We watched all of them. Matt Corral likely was a Ben McAdoo influence pick. That's what we think. But we know that Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer's job are tethered to just immediate success. And not simply because of this year, but maybe because of their past sins over the last two years. Right? So... Here's the thing is that it was a long shot to try to slam or smash with this offense with Matt Corral. Cody offered us a pathway, but it was like threading a needle. And these guys were trying to win. They've been trying to win now the whole time. That really actually, if anything, if there's the giant, the biggest criticism about this process is that they told us it was a three-year build. They told us that there was a process. But I think they all were scared the whole time and trying to win now entirely 
going from Cam to Teddy was a, oh, we don't want to be so bad in our first year. We want to sort of win now. Oh, our defense looks better than we expected after we drafted eight players. Let's move on from Teddy, who we all shit upon. And rightfully so. I still, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not backtracking. But it was like, oh, we can win more games now. We're chasing Deshaun Watson. We're chasing Matt Stafford. Oh, we get stuck with Sam Darnold. But still, trying to win now. And then, that doesn't work. And obviously, they're on the hot seat. He should have been fired last year. Or I believed he would be would have been fired. I'm surprised he still got a job, honestly. Well, the problem with this three, and we'll go into uh, the, the super, uh, I guess we get a couple more super chats, maybe not. Um, but uh, the, the pro- I hope Cat we calls. get, come on. Yeah, the uh, couple more. Right. Chat yeah, us yeah. up, baby. The, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the three year plan was uh, a facade. It was yes. something that was sold yes, to us. It was false. It was it bullshit. Was some, it was something that was sold to us from everybody on the outside, right? It was sold to us by looking at the history of Matt Rule and thinking, all right, we got to give this three years. The problem is you don't do a year. uh, You don't get rid of a guy like Cam Newton, then sign a quarterback. A Bridgewater quarterback. Right. Bridgewater. Still eating his contract. Trade him away. Trade for another guy. Pick up his fifth-year option with no evidence that he can play well in the NFL. Then trade. Then keep him on 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 the team. Trade for another guy. Like you rebuild by putting people in place that you can build on, right? And they haven't done that. Right. It makes no sense whatsoever. You should. You should. If nothing else, you should have kept Teddy. Did he say that makes no sense? Makes no sense. This makes no sense. Sorry. Sorry. All right. They should have. They should have either. Yeah, and I agree with King Rook. He says they should have kept Cam. Um, that was that was a zero risk, all reward option to keep him. Or even if they didn't ke- look, they didn't need to keep Cam. They could have done the Teddy Bridgewater route. They overpaid Teddy. That the only problem with the Teddy Bridgewater option was the overpay. That's it. Like they should have just given him a two-year deal, a one-year deal. You don't give a guy who's played five games right. that 63. The only problem, look, it made sense to move on from Cam, find a bridge quarterback for your franchise. Well, we got to get Cody. I got to get that sound bite of Cody go, franchise quarterback. I need a franchise quarterback. But my point is this is they never stuck to their plan. They never stuck to what they really wanted to do. And they should have. In many ways, they should have. And we, I know we should on Teddy, but we should have maybe drafted a quarterback the next year. We should have right. let Teddy start the next year. But now we have kicked and kicked. They have thrown the, the biggest, I guess, what is the biggest sin on Matt Rule's era is just not being able to nail the quarterback position, right? I mean, like, that's it. It's like they have swung three, four times. It's just miss after yeah, miss right. after miss. 
And yep. you might say that that ruined his, like, like he might walk, if you are hanging out with Matt Rule in five years, right? And you're like, oh, what went wrong? Like, that's going to be the discussion. You could say, oh, you're a cool guy. You got a ping pong table in the room. You, you do got this. Like, he did some things, I guess, that could have worked. But he took some gambles. Right. Not That didn't work. This offense fucking sucks a giant D, bro. That it certainly does. And by the way, to our patrons, Saint, just don't care. He said, here's your super chat. Thanks for the show, boys. Keeping me up past my bedtime consistently. And you know what? There'll be enough time when you check out the afterlife. Right now, you've got to be here and complain about the Carolina Panthers. And you know what? I do believe that it is your turn to let us know what you think about this football team. It's time for one of our best segments that we've ever done. It's the time where we listen to you, the fans of the C3 podcast. Let the cat calls at 252-228-5098. Leave a message and let us know what's up. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good like that. Uh, I was uh, at the game today, and to say I was beyond disappointed uh, is an understatement, but uh, it was insane how many people were piling uh, out of that stadium. Uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, really, at the first half of the fourth quarter, uh, I've never seen the stadium so empty myself. Um, uh, I don't think Baker is the answer, but I, I also don't think any quarterback could succeed succeed in this um, system. Um, and, and for McCaffrey to only have eight carries is unbelievable. It's, and it's two in the second half is unbelievable. Um, the defense uh, is solid, That's but I still don't think uh, Phil Snow is, is the answer. Um, but the morale in, in, in Carolina is horrible right now. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're pretty much dead last in the league in offense, and, and this defense can only do so much. Um, but, uh, yep. The fact that this, I saw, um, one cop, I think it was Chris McLean, uh, Mac, Mac FNZ, but he said this is we were, we were tied 10, we were up 10, three, either up or 10 or, or tied at halftime. And we ran the ball two times to come out in the second half. And then we didn't run the ball again for the rest of the half. Think about that. You have the best running back in the league, and you run the ball eight times. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is it's fucking incredible. I don't know how you deal with it. Uh, let's go to the next call. The number is 252-228-5098. So guys, this is Chad down in Charleston uh, calling in. We uh, just just wanted to get everyone's opinion on a couple things. The uh, obviously Baker's not working out. Quarterback situation. I've been continually saying I think we need to until you have a quarterback, 
you don't really matter in the NFL until you have that position figured out. We don't have one, and uh, I think it's I think we're better suited to tear this thing down. I keep saying that um, the Cardinals game was terrible from the offensive standpoint. We have Niners, Rams, and Bucks coming up. Uh, Dude, the Niners. More losses. At what point do we move on from Matt Rule, and at what point do we look at this and say, "Hey, we we really need to get a top two or three pick um, to go get one of these quarterbacks that is in college and build around that." Um, I I just continue to stay on the fact that we even if if Darnold comes back or we get hot, best case scenario we're five win team, four or five win team. I mean the Falcons look way better than us. That's the game after the Bucks. They got the Bengals, Falcons again, Ravens. I just don't see any real um, way that we could make the playoffs with this offense, and I don't see a solution on the team. So if you don't have a quarterback. You, you really can't compete in the NFL for anything worth competing for, uh, which is which is a Super Bowl or even, you know, win the division. So curious on y'all's thoughts on when we try to make the shift to move forward. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Yo, bro, that shit was fire, bro. Fire. Um, look, it's just time to fire Matt Rule, I guess. Yep. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do? The Niners are coming. Hey, bring the PowerPoint back up. The PowerPoint. It's not a PowerPoint. But bring this the show notes still. The Niners up. Side. Oh my God. The Niners fucking smashed last night, CK. Dude, they wrecked the Rams. They made the Rams look as bad as us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, exactly. Thing That's what like, happens when you have a good head coach and you have a no, 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 no. I watched that whole thing and I watched this. I watched a replay today, CK, and I looked at that front line from the San Francisco 49ers who got mm-hmm. seven sacks. I looked at that secondary who was attacking balls all the time. And then I, even, I didn't even want to care about the offense. That defense is going to fucking wreck us, bro. But watch this be the game that our offense decides to just fucking That's what I've crazy. been wondering about. We d- we need to get in the prize pick soon. But, yes, that's what I'm... Is it possible, CK? No. <laughs> I mean, I it's agree. possible. I, I guess anything's possible. But, like, is it is it is it something that I'm banking on happening? Absolutely not. I mean, uh, against an offense or a defense like the Cardinals, when you thought they had a chance to actually do something... Uh, substantial it was it was just as as bad as you can get like that's the thing that's most disheartening about this is it was as bad as it can get as an offense um and uh now we're here so yeah i don't think uh i don't think it's gonna work in our favor but uh crazier things have happened certainly dude debo samuel such a beast like he's just a, a beast man he's a freak of nature he he had like a 70 like something yard uh uh, return for a touchdown. It was a pass. And yeah, he, we saw he, he snatched it out. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Around everyone, dude. Debo Samuel's a beast. I'm a. It was fan, dope. Man. It so was dope. Crazy. But I gotta give this man credit. He went to South Carolina. He's a damn good football player. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's go to the next call. I hope. It was good, fellas. It's Corey calling in. Um, oh, Corey. Uh, it's 1.27 p.m. Monday uh, afternoon 
during this call as of right now, that rule is still employed by the Carolina Panthers. And I mean, shit, if it doesn't happen today, then it's, he's going to keep his job going into this next week. Um, and I think the probably the number one question on most Panthers fans' minds is not if, but like when, when is he going to get fired? Because yeah, we've officially become the, uh, the number one poster child for dysfunction and just, um, uh, terribleness. That's not a word, but you know, of the NFL. Like we got, it is I, tonight. Because going on Twitter today, Skip Bayless calling our entire organization trash, banging on the table. Matt Rule is trash. David Tepper is trash. Uh, Ben McAdoo is trash. And I'm like, yo, like, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's all true. Um, but you know, it's, it's all about, you know, how, how much longer does Tepper want to, you know, be embarrassed? I guess is the biggest question. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about, uh, CMC, man, because I find it very interesting. Um, I really cannot figure out what side I'm on as far as wanting to keep him, trade him, as far as like a rebuild and scrapping everything goes. I'm not really in the camp of, you know, trading away all of our best players and just scrapping everything because for one, I feel like I don't want us to come in, like go into this draft, get somebody like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud or somebody like that, and then have them come to an offense that's, you know, completely depleted. And then after two years of seeing a guy, we can't really, we got, we still got fans arguing, oh, he doesn't have any help. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have. So I, I think I'm we're in decent shape of where like offense our, is at, honestly. Next quarterback, somebody who we're going to, you know, take a flyer on and, 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 and actually see our team at full strength with them. But um, I don't know, man. I just feel like now the season's going along this way, there's a very good chance we're going to see a lot more, you know, DMPs from Christian McCaffrey. Like this past week, I'm pretty sure it was his hamstring he was for a uh, game-time decision on. Like, he, and he fought through it, and he, and he dressed for the game. He played. But, shit, that line of two and six, that's going to be a sit-out. You know what I'm saying? Um, so like, I want to see like how the season plays out. Is like, is, are, is, is a team looking to trade him? Is a team looking to play him to keep his uh, value up? Are they looking to hold on to him to, um, help like, cause, cause he is still like, he's, he's going to be so important for any young quarterback we bring in. Like he would obviously make things easier for them. Um, but let me know what y'all think, man. I, I know no, it's important call, right? about it on this as far as like strapping everything, rebuilding or yeah. like, Keeping their court. This is this is an important call, and the reason I'm saying that is we probably need to trade Christian McCaffrey after this season. I would say during the off season, not to unload his contract. It's not because he he costs too much, and yes, he's an expensive running back. I understand that, but at the end of the day. Having that running back next year probably will not help you a ton, but it could help another team. So you might as well get a few assets for him. This team is in the rebuild right away. You might never get another Christian McCaffrey, but you will find another running back that will do what you're you're asking him to do. Uh, So look, I also... Uh, I write for the Houston Texans also at Draft Tech, so I have to know a little bit about Houston. They have a fourth-round running back Florida named Damon Pierce or Damian Pierce, 
and he has more yards than uh, most of the big-name guys right now. Derrick Henry, this dude is an absolute baller. Those offensive skill positions, like it or not, they're a dime a dozen. There's a bunch of them. Well, they're not a dime a dozen. Is this? Is they're not a dime a dozen. Just the fact is, having the best one in the league could benefit a team that's making a push. You know what I'm saying? It's like, look, at the end of the day, Christian McCaffrey is still a tremendous back right now. He's just being mis, not misused being wasted like if you could just put him on a team so let's just think about this if we could send him to a philadelphia eagles if we could send him to a kansas city chiefs right now they would pay the money now for the the benefits and it would probably probably be worth it it's not worth it for us because we're going to get four wins so two things he is being underutilized because they were he had seven carries in the second half so they're not we're we're built to run the football right but we still would have won five games cody right doesn't matter if you used him better we we have never won five games but he has never put us over the edge tony there's he could put another team over the edge right right, now we're right so and that's what we're agreeing we're not that 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 team that he's going to put over the edge. What I'm doing is I'm calling Buffalo because we already know Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. We have a great relationship with them. Their squad is rolling. I'm like, hey, man, you give me at least, at least a second-round pick for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm taking that in a heartbeat. And by the way, the Panthers well, they're gonna have to pay fans – Panthers and Panther fans do this thing where we never want to do a full rebuild. Oh, no, we don't need to do it, man. We're, we're a few no team wants away. to. No, yeah, no, no wants fan base to, wants you know to, what? bro. You know what? Sometimes you need the medicine that's inside the syringe. Man, you, you ever you met a Jaguars fan? Have you ever but, met okay, a Jaguars fan? But I don't give a damn about them. We need to. They don't have any. Jaguars. That's the point, bro. That is the point. We you get locked into tank. that losing yeah. mentality. No, it's yeah. not a mentality. We don't have enough culture, bro. We don't yeah. have en- we don't have enough generational fans. Look, I mean, honestly, the people that are the hardest, not the hardest fans. I'm not trying to say we're harder than people that are listening. But look, two of the people, uh, Cody, you didn't even watch the Panthers before 2010. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know if we can survive a tank tank. That's my point. Oh, we don't have enough. Dude, I don't want to hear that shit. Mm. And everyone survive it. No, it doesn't have to take long. It doesn't have to be this. Well, why why haven't the Jags done it faster with your best quarterback in the history of the world who had a bazillion fumbles the other night? Well, one, he's only on year two, and he started out the season looking really, really good. But number two, the other teams have done it way better. If you half-heartedly commit to a rebuild, then you never do it right. You end up kicking the can down the road even further. What I'm saying is if we get to the middle of the season and we're at one and six or one and seven, oh, dude, I'm stocking up. We're already there. Okay. 
need to be asking ourselves is what players are off limits. What players are off limits None. that you absolutely None. do not touch in a trade? I don't know. None. Do you get rid of? Do you, I, I don't know. I think CMC just because nah. of the position. All these played. guys. All right. Even Brian Brian Burns. Think of who our best players are. I would say Jeremy Chin. Maybe Jeremy Chin. Yeah. Because you you got a maybe a year left on this contract. Just because he's too young. No, yeah, yeah, because you get a fifth year option on the top. Maybe Jerry Brown. Like um like you're trying to shed contracts at that point. Yeah, but then also like your best players are on the chopping block. But aren't you also trying to look at what players that you think are still going to be able to be impact players. So, okay, so the young, the young players, like, okay, uh, uh, Jeremy Chin, I know he's going to want to get paid soon, but I'm fine with making sure Jeremy Chin stays in the building. I, I, I'm fine with making sure was that... was a second-round uh, pick when? Two, when so you no, just JC have to Horn. think of the life of the contract, right? So J.C. Horn gets, you could potentially get a fifth-year option with him. We're heading into the fifth year option of Brian Burns, right? right? Like, so for me, I'm saying this is like, we're not going to be good enough to keep Brian Burns and pay him the money. So peace out. I mean, I mean, I hate to say it like that, but like, I'm trying to find the younger players when we got more. T- if I'm a GM, I'm trying to watch my money. And. Yeah, if we remember the reports that we broke, um, you know, if there is, um, you know, if there is uh, dissension in the ranks with Brian Burns not thinking that no, he don't want to be here. Would yeah, you if want he, to? If, if he doesn't believe his future is in Carolina, again, you got to start looking at getting value now. Instead of instead and the of players to want to be like that too, Cody. You know what I'm saying? The players, their money gets maximized when they have success. Why would Brian Burns want to languish on the Carolina Panthers when he mm-hmm. could go join a, in a sense, like a Chargers or you know what I'm saying, like a team that they're one piece away. We're not one I mean, piece away. Hard to it, it's, it, well, when he's the focus of a team as well, like of a defense, like a defensive line, when you can't get pressure as a four-man rush, like that makes Brian Burns' job way harder because that's the, here's the thing that's crazy about this four-man rush issue that we have. Brian Burns is being double teamed. Everybody else is not, and they're still not getting that pressure. Like, I know we want to give some kudos to the, the defense, but the problem that we're having right now is this defense is not getting pressure on quarterbacks outside of Brian Burns. Well, yeah, he had actually he's had a his probably his best season so far. And that's first, why I don't want to get rid yeah, of him. Yeah, but I don't care. About, it's not about whether you want to get rid of him or not. It's whether or not are we're going to be competitive. And he's in a pay. Yeah, but defensive ends get paid, homie. The more paid. you get rid of Tony. The more you get rid of Tony, the more you have to replace. And what's okay. the likelihood that we're going to quickly to find someone that can match what what Brian Burns does, especially the very year after you lost Hassan Reddick. By the way, Hassan Reddick is looking like Frankie Louvu 
over no, there in Philadelphia. I think, didn't right he get now. hurt? I thought he got hurt. No? No, I mean, I th- I, maybe he did. I don't know. All I know is that the way I have seen of Hassan Reddick, that guy looks like he's absolutely unbelievable. I, I cannot stand that we let can that I, man walk through the door. All right, can let's I tell go to, you something? If you want to talk about the Brian Burns, I think you don't Frankie think Brian, Luvu has replaced Hassan Reddick. No, 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 no. Not from a, not from a pass rushing standpoint, but here's Here's the thing. You don't think Brian Burns looks at what Hassan Reddick is doing right now on another team and what that team is doing right now? Like, you don't think that he looks at that enviously? Like, oh, my God, Hassan Reddick was literally here, had a good year. He went, got the bag, and he's on a team that is considered the best in the NFL. Like, you don't think he's looking at that right now? Sad, dude. The Panthers are sad. All right, right, let's go to the next call. Hey, this is Boomer Sooner, 42069, calling back again, straight from Oklahoma. You already know what it is, boy. But uh, you know what? I'm coming around to, you know, what you guys think. Baker Mayfield is trash, okay? But I got <laughs> something to tell y'all, that there's a ray of hope in this darkness, okay? Because there's a man on the free agency streets right now, and his name is Sam Bradford, all right? This dude is going to come back into the NFL and oh, light it up. Wow. I mean, this dude lit it up at Oklahoma. And uh, y'all seem uh, to go out the track with Baker Mayfield and give this great coaching staff a new quarterback, all right? So give him Sam Bradford. That dude, he's never been injured in his life. Like, he's, he's strong as an ox, all right? And I know that Ben Mackerel and uh, Matt Rulers will get the job done, boys. All right. Love you, boys. Yo, bro, that shit was fire. No, it wasn't. Actually, this is what I was trying to do. Where is that? I have a fire Matt Rowan in here. Do you? I did. I thought that was it. Yeah, my man said Sam Bradford. I was not expecting that. Yeah, he's been hurt his entire... Well, first of all, he hasn't played in 15 years. But he was was hurt his entire career. Let's go after Marcus Russell while we're after him. Can we talk about how selfless we are as fans that we want the Panthers to trade away our favorite players so they can go somewhere else and have a good time? You know, yes. I felt that same We're way with fans. um I felt that way with Steve Smith at one point. I thought if we could have put Steve Smith in 2010, 2011 with that Peyton Manning offense and Andy, I was like, oh man. First Honestly, time. I think we should all take a moment, pat ourselves on the back. Honestly, yep. selfless. Yep. Selfless, we're great selfless dudes. fans oh. right here, man. Yeah, we're great guys, man. Just the best. All right, let's go to the next call. Good morning, boys. It's Tuesday, uh, the morning of y'all's podcast. This is Baby Rhino here in Jamestown. Um, what up, Rhino? You know, Tony had said something about his, on the post-game show about not being angry and just don't have any emotions anymore. That's kind of where I am. I've been a fan of this franchise for 28 years, uh, and this is the worst that I've ever seen. Uh, we've been in quarterback purgatory for longer than we should be. Um, but, you know, I'm not mad. I'm, I really don't have any... Thing to analyze. I, I just know that our offense is just not doing what it needs to do. Uh, but what gets us through all of this is the C3 Panthers podcast. You boys keep us going. Uh, even Thank if it's chit-chatting about nothing, uh, there it is. I'll still 
tune in and listen. Uh, again, I'm a car rider too, so I like those long formats so I can listen to you a couple of days. Appreciate um, you, man. So hit that uh, like and subscribe button, everybody. Uh, give these boys uh, a chance to kick that algorithm's ass. Um, yeah. And um, just keep pounding, guys. It's going to be brighter days one day. Maybe just not now. Later. Later, man. <laughs> you CK, know what? When you have – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, so I don't know why that call spurred this, uh, this recollection. So there was – I remember – it might have been from 2015 or maybe a year before that or whatnot. I remember there was a stat that said um, that they had found, and it's a logical stat, that the city of the team that loses the Super Bowl has a significant uptick in the porn usage that year. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, I think Pornhub should probably move their headquarters to North Carolina at this rate. Like, I'm you know, they saying, just might. They you know, just might. CK is like uh, uh, Charlotte's one of the largest growing cities in the southeast, and it's partly because all these big Fortune 500 companies are headquarters to Charlotte. So hey, Pornhub, come over here, man. The prime real estate, dude. Do shit. Um, yeah, CK. Did, like the fact that we have callers that have been lifelong fans. I mean, since the inception of the team. You know, the fact that we have these fans calling us and telling us that they can't remember a worse time in Panthers history, that's 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 crazy to me, man. And, and the fact that they went through a 2010 season that netted the first pick in the draft, like when fans are saying that it's worse than it's ever been, you know it's bad, man. It's yeah. so bad. It's tough. And someone put this to me, Cody, is like, I know that um, you and like, I only started when when Cam Newton came around. We've seen some hard time, hard times, but I don't even remember when this fan said this. He said we've lost 18 straight. And that is what us got Julius Peppers. I became a Carolina Panthers fan when Julius, like that was when I became a football fan. Like, I remember it, like Julius Peppers, the jersey. I remember all of that. They lost eight. He said, we lost 18 straight, homie. But I would say even to them that you were a young team. At least you had that yeah. kind of right. thing to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, well, or yeah, I mean, like, we're just new. You know, we are just new. So here, let me see if I don't tell me if I played this call twice. Gentlemen, we suck. <laughs> this is Daniel, by the way. I hope you guys are are doing well. Um, you know, I'm I'm from South Carolina, and and I drove you know to this game, drove over two hours to get to this Cardinals game, and. And I'll be completely honest with you guys. I went to support the Mills family, which I'm sure is what the, what maybe quarter of stadium that was there was there to do as well, support the Mills family more than the Panthers themselves. On top of the tickets being cheap, you know, but I sitting there and, and watching this, 
this game, it's it's bad. Like it's it's so bad, and I can't I can't I can't get over you know the frustration because if it wasn't for our defense, and if it wasn't for Christian, we we wouldn't even we I don't even think we'd be even talking about the possibility of even winning one game. I mean, this is this is so bad, you know. And then on top of that, press conferences and having to hear this fool talking about it, the fans don't matter if they boo when they when they're winning. It's just gonna be them in the locker room as well. Man, come on, man. Like we we pay for merchandise, we pay for tickets, we drive far to get to these games, you know, and on top of them being just plain out bad, you have to get disrespected by this guy too. Like, man, I've had enough of this. This is, this is bad. Rogue can go, Baker can go, Sam can go, hey, just clean house and let's start over. But as always, gentlemen, keep pounding. Thank y'all for all that you do. And guys, subscribe. Appreciate you, man. Fantastic Daniel, call. I want you Such a to, good call. yeah, I want you to send me an email at carolinacatchronicles.com or not.com at gmail.com or me up on Twitter. You know how to find us. I would hope, obviously, you know how to call. Give me the last four digits of your phone number just to so I know it's the Daniel that called. I'm sending you a T-shirt, bro. Fantastic. I'm sending you a T-shirt, Daniel. But No, because I understand. And it's not that. We don't need a win just to drive. You know, I mean, like, I don't need to, I don't need a win. It is a game of sport, a game of chance in a sense, you know, that you don't buy a ticket to see a W, you know, but we do pay an incredible amount of money. We do donate a, an incredible amount of our time, our energy. And this is just tough. It's tough for someone has to drive like that. I have to drive four hours to go to the game. Daniel, look, send me a message on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Hit me up on the DMs or um, email me at Carolina cat chronicles at gmail.com. And just make sure you say I'm Daniel and you put in the last four digits of your uh, phone number so I know it's the Daniel I'm sending you a t-shirt because that's I I know that feeling I know that feeling you know what we're feeling that feeling together as fans that call touched me man that call touched me Cody we are sponsored by prize picks did you know that we sure are holy I God. did know that I won Dude, this week bro ever, man. I know Especially when you win, 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 win. Bro, I won. I stopped the losing streak. It was incredible. Um, so you can go to prizepicks.com and use the promo code C3 
If it's your first time, you're going to get a 100% deposit bonus. And each and every week, we make prize picks based on the game going forward. Now, prize picks works like this. It's kind of like, I don't know how you have multiple entries. There's a betting term for it. I don't want to say it is daily fantasy football sports. That's what it is. It's not gambling. It's not sports betting. It is daily fantasy sports. But what you do is this. You pick three, two people from different teams. You can do anything, Cody. You can do MMA. You can do NFL. College football, college basketball. It's Taco Tuesday today, and they even gave you a discount on a play, an entry this week. Yeah. And you put these together, and you can win up to three, four, five times your money. Last week, Cody, I hit all three of them. I got the more on James Conner. I got the more on Baker Mayfield. I got the more on DJ Moore. And I turned $5 into $25. It's fantastic, man. Prize picks. I I was so close. I know. I I, I had two out of three. I had two out of three, man. And, of course, the Panthers decided. I don't need to run the football with McCaffrey. And, uh, yeah, of course. And they also provide bet insurance. So, like, if you have uh, two or three picks, you can decide instead of doing the full multiplier, I'll make it where I get just one wrong and I still hit a five-time multiplier. It's incredible, man. We absolutely love prize picks. And prize picks, they paid us, man. So, it's like they're really supporting. They're First sponsor ever. Just said we love y'all. If you want to support us, do it with Prize Picks. Download Prize Picks today and play fantasy sports. Make sure you use the promo code C3 when you sign up. All first-time users that deposit and use our C3 promo code will receive a 100 instant deposit match, $100 instant deposit match, up to $100. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. That's prizepicks.com. Check them out, man. You want to? Um, I can't wanna, share my screen, down? strangely. I don't really? know. I don't have the okay. share screen. Can you pull down that one, maybe the Google slide? I have this. Yeah. Is all of a sudden there's been an upgrade to our streaming service. I have the Do you word have it present. at the very bottom? It says present now. Yeah, present screen. Oh, now that's new. It used to be called stream, right? Or share. Excuse me. Share. 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 So now now you just. Yep. All right. So, what we do on prize picks is this is look, I want to show you guys my entry from last week. Let me see if I can get to this. Starting with $50, 191 pass entries. Look at this. I was so mad about this one. Your boy. Can you see my screen? Just to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cody, your boy, Trevor Lawrence. What a mm-hmm. bum. What oh, a God. fucking Shut baby <laughs> bum. He's fumbled the ball four times. I thought this. I thought this was the safest one out of these three. I thought, he was oh. No, I thought, oh, no, I thought Doug, no, oh, the, 
Doug Peterson going back home. A team that's great. Jacksonville's going to have to try to score, come on, 245 yards. I didn't ask for him to win the game. I didn't ask for him to get seven touchdowns. I thought this was the easiest one of these. Didn't get it. Stephon Diggs, bro, they made this giant comeback. How do you score all these points? He don't get it. I won the Ryan Tannehill less than, but here it goes. Last week on the C3 Panthers podcast, Tuesday night show, I went Baker, Moore, 195 and a half. DJ, more, 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 49 and a half. And James Conner, more, 38 and a half. Here's what's crazy, Cody. And I don't know if you were still around when we talked about this on the postgame show. Baker Mayfield got 197. Guess how much <laughs> D Mayfield. Yeah, he barely got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, man, it's finally where I got you, prize picks. I got you. And then what about DJ Moore? He got 50. 50. How cool is that? I took $5 and I turned it into $25. Prize picks, promo code C3, bro. I feel like we need to make some picks this week. And yeah, I don't think well, I want. I want you to check though. out the forty nine. Yeah, check out the forty nine. All right, let's do it. Because I want to see what they have Debo Samuel doing to us. Like, I don't think they're gonna put it much, up yet. I, I, the this is the problem. We're so early. All right, let's see whether we got forty. We're gonna go forty ers I don't know if we're gonna get. Wow, you're right. They don't even have an offensive player. Nope. Yeah, it's a little early in the week. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Maybe not. Well, maybe I'll tell you. Yep. See Panthers. Oh, they feel good about the Panthers, though. See, they're trying to figure out. They're trying to gauge injury. Yeah, I mean, like, they got their things. This is here. Let's use this. Is the Carolina Panthers now have to pay place or pay play a team? That just fucking dominated the Los Angeles Rams. Jimmy Garoppolo's coming in there. Their defense is incredible. I feel like this. I watched that game, Cody. I feel like Baker's got no chance to get it right. I feel like he has to have a get right game. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to have a game where we go, oh, he's not as bad as he was for weeks one through why, four. Why would you I don't lose? think it's this week, though. I don't, I mean, like, how could you bet on it? I'm not touching this one. I'm not touching no, it. And, like, and knowing, you know, they have problems uh, at the line of scrimmage. The the 49ers did line is already good at getting their hands. Into they the sacked Matt windows. Stafford seven times, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, and by the way, him and Baker Mayfield are the same amount of mobile. So if Matthew Stafford wasn't able to run away from him, Baker Mayfield sure isn't either. Uh, you know what I'm really worried about? I'm really worried about the health of Bolton and Baker Mayfield. Because apparently uh, uh, Nick Bosa for the 49ers is just absolutely teeing off on fools. And one of the things that we kind of mentioned in the postgame show um, is that Taylor Moten really has not been having his – he hasn't been playing his best football. Uh, he really hasn't. And, uh, again, I don't know what you attribute that to. 
but I, I don't know. I, it just kind of seems to me like this has the potential to be a bad matchup for that right side of the offensive line. I wouldn't even yeah. doubt it to tight end or uh, running back on that side just to help chip. Yeah, outside of Moten's question mark, so the only thing I'll say is the difference between this year and last year is the Rams' offensive line is way worse than it was last year as well, right? Okay. They they lost Whitworth. They lost Bozeman. Corbett. Or Corbett, I mean. Um, and, uh, and I mean, they've, they've they lost, lost Whitworth too, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and so th- th- their offensive line is definitely is significantly worse than it was last year. Um, so it's not the same team. But at the same time, our right side of our line has been um, has been less than ideal. I was thinking our biggest weakness coming into this season would have been our left side. Icky has turned out to be a pretty ma- like pretty like he's actually come along pretty well. Our right side has gotten eaten alive. Icky had a good. I told y'all not to be. I hate to be that told y'all so person, but don't panic over a left tackle in his first season. And you know what? As you pan, not y'all, but some people panicked over him in a game or two. I give him a whole season pass. There's no shot we're we're favored by six and a half points. No, they're favored by six and a half. Oh, it says Panthers favored by six and a half. No, no, we're six and a half. No, we're we're six and a half dogs. We're six and a half dogs. My question, all right, if we could ask this is, I mean, seriously. This is on the road or at home? No, it's at home. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would say this. They're basically touchdown favorites against us at home, (sighs) which means they're probably going to win by nine is what the old school analytics of betting would say. But here is, I'm not comfortable with any of these numbers. Mm -mm. Like if I'm fading all the Carolina Panthers, and when I actually no, that's not the right word to use. I don't want to touch these because I could see all of these guys beating these numbers and us still losing. You know what I'm saying? Like I could see, I could see Baker Mayfield throwing 250, having his best game as a Carolina Panther, one touchdown, one interception. But getting sacked five times. I could see Christian McCaffrey getting 65, 70 yards, but still being stifled by a defense until it doesn't matter. You know, like, I mean, it's like he could beat the 50 yards late in the game out of necessity. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, last week, somebody said that uh, I think it was Paul Mancini put this in the comments is that. Baker Mayfield dropped a screen pass that put him on the more that he really shouldn't have been. So I think the Panthers, like right now, I think the Panthers can get beat the fuck up by this defensive line, by this defense, man. That defense was just eating ass against. It was crazy, bro. How about this? There's a shot that Baker is benched by halftime. If this defense plays no, the way they did no, last week, no, no, bro. If this defense no plays the way they did last week and Baker no looks it looks like garbage, you don't think there's a shot that no. they're gonna be like, all right, we need to change. I don't think so, dude. I think I think you might be a little bit uh, a little bit wrong on that one. I think if it's but, a bad uh, bad looks and if we're losing by multiple digits, I think I could see a very clear scenario where they pull PJ Walker in there. I mean, yeah. If you if if no. Like, look, that shows you how bad things are. 
if like, okay, better better go to PJ to give the offense a spark. You know what I mean? Like, right. and they might, they might. Um, I, I think they're really hating it that Matt Corral uh, got injured for 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 the season. The fact that they can't go to the Rook and and get him some time. Because right. I think we would like. Could you imagine? Let me ask all this, and you might not feel any different. Would you feel any different about this team? Like, would you be more excited if Matt Corral was healthy and potentially able to play this year? No, or are you still no. like this whole thing is terrible? No, I mean, I didn't. Here's the thing: is we didn't. Again, not with this coaching staff. One, but two. The the what I saw from Matt Corral was um, not enough to get me excited about his potential, uh, at least in his first year. We'll see how he does over the um, you know once he's rehabbing from his injury. But yeah, his his performance and even given the circumstances, and we can blame it on what we what we can. But his performance in preseason was abysmal. But it's something that he can progress from. I wouldn't have been excited, um, but I certainly wouldn't have been less excited for him than I would be for, you know, Sam Darnold. <laughs> Can you put up uh why big Jordan's um comment pre- yeah. please? About uh, uh that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Sorry. Um that's the stupidest Which thing. Man, we would be no yeah. Why big that four no with Matt Corral? Come on. Seriously. Hey, but listen, I, me, me, listen, me, me and CK are a bit of uh, of a disagreement with this. I think that if you put this nope. team, this offense, and these receivers around oh Matt goodness. Corral, dude, you can't tell me that he's that that he's worse than Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I, I think he has. I think he's a much yeah. more accurate well. quarterback with a better arm. I think he will at least get the ball downfield. Again, none of us know are going to have a way to prove our point because. Like he's hurt. None of us know. He's not even going to play. I would be be surprised if Matt Corral, Matt Corral, Matt Corral, even completes a pass in the NFL at this point. Yeah, I'm saying like it's it's a terrible place to be a a third round pick on a team. Yeah, finding a new direction, coming off an injury. Like now he's going to be an unsigned free agent. You know, somewhere like next. So I told Cody at the beginning of the season, it's a win-win for Matt Corral that Baker got moved here because mm-hmm. we out, felt lose, like lose. if if Baker didn't do good, well, well, guess what? It's Matt Corral season next year, right? But we also, none of us would have expected the Panthers to be this bad with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I it's, it's crazy. Like, no, it's not anybody bad. would. When we, when we started this season... I think we had a lot of pessimism about this team, but we also had a tremendous amount of optimism. Hence, some of us had us getting 10 wins or 14 wins and, and like winning some of these games that we've lost and uh, uh, already up to this point. I, um, I, I think that the worst case scenario has happened. We're so bad that we're going to pick in the top 10 again, and we're going to go for a quarterback. Uh, Matt Corral isn't going to get a shot. He's going to probably be the backup. I don't think PJ is going to get another another shot next year because Matt Matt Rule's not going to be here. So PJ's his guy. He's going to be gone. Um, I think uh, I think it's a clean house in the quarterback uh, quarterback department next year. 
All right, we got to try to find a sneaky prize pick real quick because I'm telling you right now, early on, I'm not interested in any of the Carolina Panthers ones. But we're going to make some money here. I made some money last week. We can find one right here real quick. Um, Matt Ryan, uh, more than 233 and a half over I know Denver. No, or about how Matt was. Ryan looks as a player now to justify yes. Not anything. interested in it? Uh, how about this? I would take uh, uh, Jay Herb at more than uh, 250.5. Not a- not, two, a, not, nah, not against 270, Cleveland. bro. That's 270, not 250. And not against Cleveland. No, said, yeah, two, two, 270.5. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. We need to try to find somebody. All right. I'm telling I think you, man. that's a little hard. I think that's a little much. Aaron Is Rogers, he better got, that much? Aaron Rodgers against New got, York Giants, 235 ooh. more. Where you see that? Yeah. Love yeah, that. that's a good one, too. Because I love the, that. I'm the, going with that. I kind of also thought that, um, who was it? Mm, no, we ain't putting nothing on Justin Fields. Houston, mm-hmm. 240. Trevor Lawrence? Against Houston? I don't know what their defense I haven't really paid attention to Houston. They've been some of the... I like, would, I would, about I'm not them. afraid of that. I like that. That's a good one. And now we got to find one person that will. Oh, how about this? Somebody's throwing a pick. No. Um, who's they playing? D- Matt Ryan. Pat Sertain. Let's go. Yeah, I Let's agree. I like it. Yeah. I like that too. Look, we're gonna take this. We're gonna put five on it. Five on. Five on. Look, we hit all three of these. More Aaron Rodgers, two thirty-five. I, I feel good. I don't want to knock on. Done it. Prize picks. Put on go the, all in, Tony. Hit the go all in. Oh, just kidding. Don't do that. I am. I am. You know it. Uh, if you play prize picks, you just go get the app. Go to prizepicks.com. Daily Fantasy Football Sports, which is legal in, uh, I think, 30 states in the United States. Yeah. Some North states Carolina. still, in some states, some states is still not, not even, uh, not even up for grabs. A few of our fans have told us, but they're, they're making more every day, man. This is, this is going everywhere. 30 states. You can make your picks. You, you, it's not gambling. You go in there, you use the promo code C, C3, and then all of a sudden you get a 100% bonus deposit on your first entry. Up and to they, $100. Yeah, up to $100. I guess you couldn't put a million. Imagine if you would have done a million. What if Floyd Money Mayweather was listening to this podcast right now? He's like, I want to use $1 million. He would only get 100. Right. But if he used the code C3, he would be balling. And with an extra 100. That's right. That's it. That's a lot, though. Oh, hell yeah, dude. 
here's the thing is the way that prize picks the where the prize picks is so it's fun, so fun i would is i would i would do this even if they here. didn't sponsor us yeah five dollars here five dollars there like you can like that that 200 that you would get all together from your 100 and then the 100 uh bonus would go a pretty much the entire season assuming you don't make any money back which is the odds are in your favor that you're going to make money back right um so certainly worth uh worth uh, uh, you know going and playing as you can see there's a lot of a uh, lot of value and it, it 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 keeps all the games interesting that you decide to to try to you know uh to guesstimate whether there's going to be more or less so um yeah definitely you see three get that uh 100% deposit match up to $100 um if you put $50 in they'll match you up to $50 if you do a uh, 75 they'll match you for 75 that's for your first time deposit using the code C3 uh and then go have some fun and uh see uh, and share with us on social media when you hit I hit last week let's go to the next call here we go Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? G Cavassier. Hey man, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick and tired of looking on the internet and everybody's saying that, you know, the Panthers are taking for Bryce Young. Okay, look, Bryce Young is a good, good quarterback or whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? But he, I looked at something, I'm just now realizing he's six foot, man. He is six feet tall. He's the same height as me, man. Baker Mayfield is six foot one. So batted balls will be in our future, my opinion, if we get Bryce Young or whatever. My opinion, uh, I think once Rule is fired, we should, you know, get a veteran quarterback. Not too old, but somebody been in the league for a minute because the way I look at it, if we draft in a college quarterback, it's going to be two to three years before, before we are, like, any damn good. Unless it's somebody like Ben Rosslenberger. Remember, he came in, he started dominating as soon as he got in there, man. You know, give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Keep pounding. So, more and more as time goes on, for me, by the mantra of don't judge a man based on what another man couldn't do before him. And I believe that. Like, I don't believe these idioms that people put forth. Well, if you draft a quarterback and you're at least two or three years, from being good. And hey, to shout out G, maybe he's correct in that, right? But then you do have cases like uh, Ben Roethlisberger, like Russell Wilson, uh, even like, uh, yeah, Pat Mahomes, Matt Jones last year. Say what you want about Matt Jones. He went to the playoffs, made the Pro Bowl. So my thing is this you have to build the way. You have to get a front office that knows what they're doing and knows how to build the team up. Um, look, inevitably, the conversation is going to come down to C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Bryce Young is currently facing an injury right now. Uh, he hurt himself playing, um, I forget who, uh, uh, Arkansas, the Razorbacks, this past Saturday. Um, and that's part of my fear with Bryce Young, is that Bryce Young is a guy that Drew Brees-esque in the release and getting the ball out of his hand fast. But you're talking about a player that is six foot, 195 pounds soaking wet, and you're you're going to ask him to do a lot of things in the NFL that he isn't having to do in in the college game. Whereas if you look at a guy like C.J. Stroud, to me, not only his physical traits, 
But the things that he's being asked to do over there in Ohio State, I think that they're more indicative of an NFL type of quarterback. But that physicality part is a big thing. He is almost six foot four. He does have a cannon for an arm. He is. So maybe Bryce Young can be a very good quarterback. But he's going to need to do a lot of things to make sure that that happens. And whether or not he does that, uh, that still remains to be seen. And they're just so small playing NFL, man. They're just, you know, your body What's has up, to be C3 able to three family. Up. It's your boy, 89J Stubbs. Hey, Stubbs. Surprised? Actually, I'm not surprised. No David Tepper news today. Um, no Matt Rule news today. I guess uh, looking forward, you know, like this weekend is going to be my last, you know, and I go to all the games, bro. So this is going to be my last home game of the year against this 49ers team. And I'm just not going to spend the money. And I wish kind of – you can call me a bad fan all you want to, but I wish everybody would kind of follow along and just not go to the games and kind of send a message saying, look, we're not going to we're not going to do this shit. The only way it changes, right? But anyway, the if this does end in disaster because it's going to – I guess we kind of all figure that. You know, it seems like JC settling in. It seems like Akima Kwanda gets better every week. So, at least if we do rebuild next year, you know, we, we might have a left tackle and a corner and some decent defensive players. Uh, maybe the older guys we can try to trade out of here, like Shaq. Uh, I mean, even Moten if we have to. I'd rather not. But, you know, try to get some assets and make this job, you know, very, very attractive, a good coach. And maybe we can get a quarterback and a coach next year and we'll have something to look forward to. But at this point, I don't want us to win. I know it sounds bad, but this long term, us winning six games and picking eighth or ninth again just doesn't go full well for us at all. Yeah, for the birds. Anyway, keep pounding. Looking forward to the show tonight. And there's brighter days ahead. Keep pounding. You can't handle keep the pounding. truth. Keep pounding, man. Everyone's so dejected, Tony. Everyone's like, yeah, I, I I could go to the game, but why would I? You know? And it, CK, I want to ask you this, too. Like, yeah. how how much Tepper, like, how much patience does David Tepper actually have? Because every official rumor or every official news source will tell you that David Tepper is going to practice patience. But how often is this, this lies, man, bro? That's all says lies. As listen fuck. to his players and coaches being booed off field, and him turning the entire fan base against his own self, calling all of us complainers basement dwellers. That patient shit is crazy, bro. Longer, huh? The patient shit is stupid, crazy though. It's a false. It's false. They just pulled it off of one comment. Like seven weeks ago, and they've rode with it. Go well, ahead, it comes from Ian Rappaport, and everyone believes these official no, news. No, 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 man. Like, the, that was just like one little dribble he got. CK, that that right. word, th that's what they use. They use one little line, one little word. Come on. How much patience truly can you have? I think patience till week eight would be a lot. Yeah, patience till week eight is a tremendous amount of patience. Like, <laughs> exactly. like it's 
It's I don't even like I don't exactly. even really think about that to be honest with you. It's it's depressing in and of itself to think that we're going to be waiting for that amount of time for a, a change. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. All right, let's go to the next call. What's up, C three? Um, it's Anthony calling in. It's about mm. almost up, six man? o'clock here in Charlotte. <clears throat> Well, um, went to the past game. I bet you guys heard my call. I was just like, fire Matt Rule. Because, man, it was bad. It was disrespectful to Sam Mills and his family. We brought his family there, and then we put that product on the fucking field. It's it's embarrassing. It's about the same. I wanted to lose these games. Not even I, – I don't even need to, like, will myself to want to lose these games. I just think the Panthers are going to. Right. You know, I – everyone wants to blame Baker, and that's fine. He's not the answer. He's not the dude. He's playing like shit. But no one wants to talk about how we don't run the ball at all. That's on coaching. We we ran 13 total times, man. It, it's just, like, we do not know what we're doing. And we've seen the same – type of losses three years in a row it feels like the coaching has gotten worse over time it feels like Matt Rule was a decent coach year one year two he was bad year three just like how is he year three it's like how is this guy still have a job here how is the owner incompetent if he if he doesn't want to accept mediocrity great David Tepper because we are mediocre we are Bottom of the barrel. This is why I called in and I said, we got to tank now. I mean, this schedule is getting hard. If anyone watched the 49ers game, you will know that this team is going to give the offense a shitty-ass day, a shitty-ass day on next Sunday, and I can already feel it. I don't know how many more L's it's going to take for, for Matt Rule to get his ass out of here, but, man, the play calling's bad. The quarterback position's bad. Finally, the O-line's good, and we still have more problems. Yep, quarterback's bad. O.C.'s bad. Matt Rule's bad. Defense is good, but the defense is... Okay, I mean, the defense, I'm not going to put blame on them, but I feel like the defense is carried by a couple players regardless, that being Burns, Frankie Louvu, Shaq, J.C. I mean, C.J. Henderson is dog shit. But, yeah, guys... Right. Our best shot is, you know, letting this ride out. If Rule's going to lose this game, let him lose the games, and let's get a top pick and get that C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Anyways, keep pounding. Good call. Good call. Let's go to the next one. The number 252-228-50. I have one, one oh. funny thing to say real quick. How hysterical would it be if we lost so bad that Matt Rule just said, you know what, I quit. Like, I'm done. I just quit. You're getting I'm done. Close. I, I, it's You're it's getting not. Close. Listen, I, or he comes out and says, "Yep, David Tepper has fired me," and David Tepper runs out. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, he fired me. I'm done. He's fired me. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. He just told me back there. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's going on, C3 Nation? This is your boy Jay Anderson hitting y'all up. Man, I'm probably the only, I'm probably the only one, but I just I'm just loving this right now. I'm loving the losing that is happening. They one and three. I'm hoping for one and four. You know, I know 
not good to the rule to get for your team to lose, but my whole thing is I just want Matt Rule gone. I just want Matt Rule gone. I just want him gone, man. It's just I'm just rooting for the shit show. That's it. Excuse my language, but I'm just rooting for it. I, I have no emotions. This is the first time. I, w- I want to say this the first time because I had no emotions in 2021 and I had no emotions in 2020. So ever since the hire, I had no emotions for this team in anything. Even when Cam came back, I was like, no, Cam, don't come back to this team. This team is a shit show. Excuse my nigga, but this team is a crap show. I don't want to um see you go to this team and be the scapegoat to what's going on. And sure enough, it happened. Um, dude is just a bad coach. I hope Nebraska, Arizona State gives him the money. And, you know, I would, I would not be mad if dude did a Bobby Petrino, what Bobby Petrino did to Atlanta. I would not be mad. I would be happy, thank God. I think everybody in, in the Carolinas or whoever's a Panthers fan would help him pack his bags and get him to where he need to be because he needs to go. He's not a football coach. And I, in Tepper, the dude, you need to let him. This is all on Tepper. This is the reason why you ain't got no headquarters in the Carolinas is because you put on, you hired a crappy coach and you let those, and you let the GM and that crappy coach do their thing and now you got a bad football team. You ain't even got a mediocre football team. You got a bad football team, a trash football team. And this is all Tep- David Tepper's fault. Alright. You can't handle the truth. Fantastic. Hey, everything he said was 1,000% legit. Like Most people don't want to trade players away. They just want to get rid of Matt Rule. I saw Drew in here earlier too. He was like, yeah, Brian Burns doesn't want to be here with this coaching staff, but maybe he would if you got a legit staff and a legit quarterback through the draft. You know, this doesn't have to be as big of a turnaround or as long of a turnaround as people expect it to be. Uh, it might have been that call, but I forget who was mentioning it. Like, uh, when does Matt Rule just quit? Like, yeah. if he's if he's getting job offers, like which I'm sure he is. He's never going to tell anyone that he actually is or isn't. But at what point does he just cut his losses and say, ah, dude, this mm. ain't it? Yeah, is it better to quit or get fired? I don't know. That would be a hell of a thing, though. Uh, an NFL type of contract. It happens all did. the time. Nick, well, not all the time. Nick Saban did it. He quit. Petrina quit. There's been coaches who have said, I'm out. And they were all college coaches, too. Right. The number is 252-228-5098. What do you want to talk about when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers coming in here against the Carolina Panthers? Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared of that front, bro. They look so mean against the the Rams. I don't know how Carolina is going to deal with them. What do you want to do with this organization? Is it time to tank? Do you want to give Baker Mayfield time? Or is it time to give Sam Darnold his a chance 
to claw at Baker Mayfield's ankles. Let's go to the next call. What's up, guys? This is Chase from Anderson, South Carolina. Well, 48 hours since the game, and Matt Roll is still the coach. How disappointing. But I want to point out the irony of how the owners of the other teams are got up an uproar about Tepper's contract he gave to Matt Roll and his cost for resetting the market, yet they're the same owners that will give players ridiculous contracts that continuously resets the market for players, which is more damaging to the team because of uh, cap space. I want to give a ice up to the people who claim to be about acceptance and tolerance and about love and anti-hate. But you go tell them that you're a Christian, white, straight, gun-toting Trump supporter and watch that tolerance and uh, anti-hate go out the window. What's my man talking about? Yeah, I was like, I was like, are we talking football still? Like, what's, uh, what are we doing here? All right, then. Next call. Hey, guys. Thank you again. I'm out of the hospital. Yay. Um, still don't feel the best, but I am getting there. So I was listening to a couple of podcasts here, guys, of course. My favorite, but this is another podcast to get some different views. Apparently, Baker has a tell that he'll bat the ball once or twice before he throws the ball, which means you have a tell in poker, you're going to run out of all your money. If you're a tell in quarterback, you're going to have your ball stolen. So, I wonder if he's going to be told or taught, or he's too arrogant, according to the last press conference, to actually change himself. Another question. I don't think uh, that will last beyond the, the Falcons game in a couple weeks. This is just too bad. I'm sorry. When you statistically, you're the 32nd quarterback of 32nd quarterbacks. When Jimmy Clausen and him had similar stats, remember that 2010 Clausen. Uh, well, I want to hear what you guys think. <laughs> um, we'll go from there and. I think that's the biggest, I won't say the story, but surprise is how bad it's been with Baker. CK, Cody told us Baker was not going to be that good. He he told us it wasn't, he wasn't going to be the answer. We tried to hope that he was going to rekindle some sort of, you know, like we gave optimism, optimism, but we didn't think it would be like worse than Joe Flacco. Right. Yeah, I mean, how, how would you be able to predict that? I mean, it, like, when you look at the history, and that's one of the arguments we had, is, like, there's been a successful, you know, a, a history for him where he's had good years and bad years and good years and bad years, and then it just kind of comes back, right? Um, and that's where the consistency comes in. But n- nobody thought he was going to be this bad. It's incredible. All right, let's go to the next call. Yeah. Hey guys, it's uh, Jedi Joy calling in. Um, Jedi, what's I'm up? I'm going to try to bitch too much today. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to the radio show the other day, um, the morning show uh, with Mac Attack, 
And they were talking about how, you know, uh, most of the time quarterback, our coaches come into the league, they want to find their quarterback and, um, you know, start their career off with the quarterback of their choosing. And, uh, you know, we decided to go with Teddy, who we only kept for a year. But um, it made me want to go back and think, you know, what in hindsight would, would have been a great move. And, you know, unfortunately, if you look at the 2020 season, uh, most of the quarterbacks went off the board before we even got the pick. Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, Tagliavoa. Um, obviously, there could have been a trade-up in that case, but, you know, hindsight. Um, one of the options that was available would have been just Jalen Hurts. And um, Jalen Hurts, you know, in year three, he was actually balling, and he got his team off to a 4 no start. Um, I know in hindsight, you know, there were a lot of uh, questions about Jalen Hurts before coming out. And uh, I don't know. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Um, instead of getting your tour gross mottos, had we selected Jalen Hurts in the second round and uh, really knocked that out of the park. But um, love what you guys do. Uh, keep your heads up. Keep on it. We don't Bye. have to. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for the call. Number one, you're right. Jalen Hurts is balling out. He's been better. He is one of those stories that, too, is a kick in the balls to executives, to scouts, to all of this. Yeah. As he has exceeded expectations rather than failed to meet them like so many players throughout the league or that they have, what they call it, scouted. But... At the same time, the real thing that you're bringing up here is that the Carolina Panthers have just missed and missed and missed that quarterback. You know? Right. That's just another example of a miss. It's not about that player. It could have been Mac and Jones. They're swinging at, and they're swinging at, so, at big, fat softballs, dude. Like They're not even swinging hard at big targets, and they, and they can't hit. It's embarrassing, man. It's never. I, I don't remember a time where it was ever this embarrassing to be a Panther fan, dude. It's, oh, it's bad, stop. Man. All right, the number is 252-228-59. When has been more embarrassing? Oh, that's because you're a baby. I don't I got the For a little bit too year. I don't too care much about of, all that other shit. This uh, is yes. more embarrassing. Than, it's this the is most. How about this? Since we've been doing this podcast. This is the worst team there has been. But even if you were okay, even if you experienced those early seasons, you didn't experience this amount of sustained losing. Dude, like, they Panthers, lost eighteen in a row in two thousand eighteen in a row. Yeah, but okay. Then at one point in time, though, Jimmy Clausen way worse. Panthers, we would no. have one good year, one bad year, one good year, one bad year. Yeah. It was like that's flip-flop. after, bro. There was two years in a row where you lost eighteen in a row. You lost the whole season. Think about that. Hey, we were just putting slides up about nine in a row. Think of what eighteen in a row would have felt like. I don't know, man. I know this feels like shit. By the way, Anthony Picarello, our boy. What else, C three? I'm gonna make it short. Uh, it's really nothing to talk about because I mean we're we're all feeling the same way about the team right now. But appreciate you. Uh, I'm just not understanding David Tepper. He's fucking in love with Matt Rule. 
and it's confusing as fuck because you would think seeing how horrible a coach be within his few years, even getting backlash from the fans, he brainwashed the uh, players so much. It feels like watching Pennywise at his best. It's, it's hella confusing. Um, I would expect it from Robbie because he came from the same college. But damn, the other players, I wonder, um, are they holding back because they can't say certain shit um, to the media or players or coaches on the team? Um, I'm just at the point to where I'm ready to clean house, players and coaches. I was never satisfied um, during Ron era as well. I feel like um, we need chemistry. We need to build chemistry on the line, both both ends of the, uh, the ball. Um, we need coaches that care. I, I'm seeing a lot of fans wanting a defensive-minded uh, coach when I want an offensive line, offensive mind coach. But, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Keep pounding. I just don't know how you could have any faith in any of the members of our coaching staff. It's like everybody was – we were sold the bill of goods on all of these people, and they just continuously disappoint. The only one that I think um, that I'm really okay with is Steve Wilkes, just because we have a history of him doing good things for this team. Yeah. Um, and and I, frankly, I you know I think when you look at our defensive backfield, uh, there are worst parts of our football team. They haven't been the best, but if you're asking me the worst part of our football team, I'm not picking the DBs. When it comes to Wilkes, is that? I mean, that's a band aid, right? Or at least maybe it's not. I think we should get an offensive coach. I want an Andy Reid. Like, if I could duplicate a coach, it's Andy Reid. And think about this. Andy Reid has been available at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got... Not well, not now that he's in KC. But imagine if you could have landed Andy Reid between Philly and KC. Think of how wonderful. He's like, I think he's the only coach that has done three home championships in a row for two different teams. Why they does he feel ho- older than he is? Bro, he's a genius. And I think, screw the enemy, bro. The enemy's a, fr- I don't know him. It's hard. Fool's gold. Yeah. Fool's gold. Do you think, uh, do you know how old Andy Reid is? Mm, no, I don't. This is where we need the stat, Daddy. I'll go. No, I, I I looked it up. I'm asking. Do you have a, a no, guess? I'm, no, I would say 67. I mean, 64. But I thought he was like mid 70s. No, like, I thought he was old as. He's just fuck. fat. And he eats terribly. He's awesome, dude. He's the offensive genius there. He's the. That's where I I think Eric Bieniemy is a fraud. Not a. That's a mean word to say. Keep Fool's on remembering, gold. Tony, that people, Fool's people have a gold. coaching tree. People have a coaching tree. So, I mean, like, you're ahead, Ron Rivera you're was a coach. part of it. Yeah. yeah he's an offensive genius. <laughs> Not at all. But, okay. yeah, I want, I, want, I want the upstart 
offensive coordinator, the offensive mind, that we don't have to worry about our offensive coordinator leaving. The That's the, the benefit of having an offensive coach. Yes, your offense gets to stay the same. Hey, bring Ken Dorsey back home. Damn it, let's go. Who? I mean, it's Ken Dorsey. No, I talk too much junk about him. What if he came back, though? He's a quarterback coach. Oh. Quarterback coach is almost he, the most Quarterback coach, the best quarterback prospect in the history of eternity and Cam right, Newton and didn't help him. He didn't help him. I'm now sorry. I've tried. No, Look at what he's the too Bills young. Are doing. Too young. No, they did that with Dabo last Dabo Dabo last year. No, nah, I don't care. They got good players. This is my concern. When well, actually, I don't know if it would be the concern now. He might be a little bit older now in the process. But the the problem I have with Ken Dorsey as Cam Newton's quarterback coach is they were too close in age. Cam Newton was 25, and Ken Dorsey was like 27. And Ken Dorsey was unaccomplished, right? Like he had a couple of years, I think, at Florida State or wherever he was at. My, I, I can't remember the school. One of those Florida schools. But I just didn't feel like he commanded the respect necessary for a guy like Cam. I wanted a guy like Norv Turner to be the quarterback's coach. I think that Steve Logan, a former, a great quarterback, he's been a, an, an important quarterback's coach for the 49ers with Alex Smith, but he was the head coach for the ECU Pirates. That's why I like his name. I just felt like it's too much peer-to-peer when it was Cam Newton mm-hmm. and Ken Dorsey to where it was like, even if you're talking the right shit, you're like, bro, you ain't ever been on these streets. That's what I felt like Cam was telling him. I don't know if he's like, what, why? Why do you want him to be the head coach? Like, why? Like, what the fuck has he done? He's done nothing. So, I mean, I've won. I've watched. Nothing. I've watched the Bills this year. They have a good team. Were they good last year? But listen, okay, but Tony, you're you're actually making my point. That none of these offensive coordinators None of these offensive play coordinators are going to be good on their own terms. You have to have the players to put around them because it doesn't matter what offensive coordinator, what head coach you have. If you don't have a good team around them, they're, they're not going to look great. If you give Ken Dorsey an opportunity to build an offense around our talented players and get him an actual quarterback that can make all the throws, I mean, listen, I would want a younger guy rather than someone that's might be retiring in the next 20, 30 years. I want an offensive mind that can relate to our players. I want another Mike McDaniels. How about that? How about, how I about this? Everyone, I, I know everyone's talking shit about that guy. I like Mike McDaniels. I have the fairy tale thing. All right. This is how okay. this is all playing out right now. I can't mess with this. Matt Rule gets fired. Ken Dorsey gets hired as the head coach. Okay. But when Matt Rule goes, so does Scott Fitterer. But they don't hire a brand new GM. They just slide our assistant GM up the ladder, keeping in-house some Panthers royalty in here. And because you got a guy that Cam was familiar with, not that he's coming back to play, but he will come back and retire as a Panther, and we'll have the fairy tale ending, and the Matt Rule era will just be a blip on the fucking radar. 
Boom. Amen. All right. Let's go. Next call. <laughs> hey, guys. Hope you're having a good night. Uh, after just the game uh, Sunday with how bad Baker was playing, I mean, I think we're all just kind of thinking about the draft, the future right now. We all pretty much know the season is over. <clears throat> you know, we may sneak in maybe two or three more wins. I hope not because I want us to get the number one overall pick and draft the quarterbacks. But as far as now, I think Baker's the number one problem coupled with Ben McAdoo. And I agree with what Tony was saying with uh, rule being more of a systemic issue. I totally agree with that. It's just like some of the uh, decisions he's made as far as quarterback uh, play or position, who we picked, uh, who we brought in for our quarterback. Um, but Baker is just obviously not it. Ben McAdoo is not able to adjust to the issues that Baker's having to try to hide some of those issues. Um, but we all know that Rule is going to be fired this year. It's just a matter of when. Is it going to be the end of the year? Is it going to be the middle of the year? Um, I wouldn't be mad, honestly, if Bill Snow, or whoever the head coach is that we picked up, if they kept Bill Snow, I highly doubt we would because that's Rule's right-hand man. But Bill Snow has been pretty good uh, defensive coordinator, and the players play really well. Uh, they've been in position to succeed. Some of the you know, things I feel like he's kind of growing and uh, being able to adapt the things that we have uh, struggled with. We've kind of changed, uh, uh, in my opinion. But I really think Scott Fitter should stay as the GM. I really like what he's done. There have been some questionable But at the same time, I truly believe that Matt Rule was the final decision maker. Um, so I think we should really, I, I believe we should give Scott a fair shot, take his head coach. Um, but it's going to be tough with the, whoever the head coach is, with the cap issues and the draft picks that we're lacking. We're going to have to trade uh, some players for draft picks, I truly believe, to get draft capital and to save some money as well. Uh, but the whole talk, I think, for the rest of the season, honestly, is just the future as far as who our head coach is going to be and then who we're going to pick in the draft. Is it going to be C.J. Stroud? Let's just say we are the number one pick. Is it C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? Right now, I'm pro C.J. Stroud, um, just like with his recent games, uh, the last several games, he's been uh, a little better than Bryce Young, um, I think. He was cut off, or was that you? He was, but we're going to keep going to the calls because we got a lot. We're going to keep pushing through. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's go. Bryce Allen. Hey, guys, it's Tyler. Sorry, uh, I guess my phone cut out earlier, but the last one I was just going to make was with, uh, let's just assume that we're the number one overall pick in the draft upcoming draft here next year. Who do we want? Do we want... J.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? And I think that's going to be the topic the rest of the season uh, with us. I really think that we're going to be in the top two, maybe three, um, uh, as far as the draft order. And right now, I think I'm leaning towards C.J. Stroud, but I wouldn't be mad with Bryce Young either. But it's just, you know, with his injury and the rest, 
Tony, I won't take I'm a bus. I'm stop him there because there's two calls. Yeah. All, you I'm tell gonna me. Say, all I'm going to say is go online and look up CJ Stroud. Look up some of his highlights, but also look at some of his interviews. Look at Listen to this young man talk about football. Listen to this man's leadership. Like Do some digging on CJ Stroud. This guy is the guy. I'm already comfortable. I know there's some other really good quarterbacks in this draft. I'm already comfortable calling C.J. Stroud QB1 of this year's draft. He's like that. Let's go to the next call. Uh, Greetings again, guys. Uh, This is Jay. I always, again, want to. Oh, what's up, Jay? Uh, He must have cut out. Did he say again, though? All right. We'll try it. Say I appreciate you guys, and, and to everybody else out there, subscribe to the C3 Panther Podcast, best, best Panther Podcast, at least on YouTube, that's for sure. And uh, no doubt about that. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Um, that said, I got to disagree with you guys a little bit. Not really. I mean, it's not that anything you guys are saying is wrong, per se. I just got to defend my boy real quick. I'm a longtime Baker Mayfield fan. Uh, and the thing is, through four games, he stinks, for sure. No doubt about it. I'm not even going to begin to say that he hasn't stunk up the place in the last four games. Um, and I also didn't like the last press conference, although I think it was a little bit harsh to say he's blaming everybody else. I thought that his uh, taking responsibility was actually a lot better compared to where he was in Cleveland. Uh, the thing I didn't like is the whole, you know, oh, I don't care if they boo thing. Because it's like, well, you wouldn't say that unless you obviously did care that they booed. Or his, you know, did we go down and score a touchdown after they booed? That's yes, loud. that was also kind of like, all right, you know, don't. I understand it's frustrating, but you can't be, you can't be, you know, indignant at people when you're not playing very well. With that being said, and I am not chastising any of these players as bad, because I have said a lot, and I'll say again, I think this roster is way more talented than it plays. But we do have a ridiculous amount of drop passes if you go through the last four weeks. Um, I, I swear there's, you know, I, I watch a lot of these football games. I like to keep up so I can do analytics and stuff like that. Um, I don't think, if I, you know, off the top of my head, I don't think anybody is dropping as many passes as the Carolina Panthers receivers are dropping passes. And some of these are, like, really big deals, right? Like last week, um, there was a big drop by, I can't remember who it was, but I'm fairly certain it was actually in the end zone. Um, I, I want to kind of go back and remember what exactly the play was because I'm a little foggy on it right now. I'm pretty busy at work. Kind of shouldn't be calling here. Not that you guys that. Anyways, you know, there was Shai Smith dropping in the red zone against the Giants. That was a pretty big deal. Uh, there was five drops in the first game alone. That's a pretty big I mean, we might be the only team that's even hit double-digit drops, to be honest with you. And obviously that's, you know, not it's not to say that Robbie Anderson and D.J. Moore and these guys can't play, but it is to say, you know, this, Baker looking terrible isn't all on Baker. We've also had terrible play calling, right, a very awful play calling. We only ran Christian McCaffrey ten times in the first game. Um, you know, we've been having Baker do a lot of the traditional drop-back kind of stuff. Uh, you know, throwing the football 36 times here in the last game, uh, even though that's never been his strength, he's always been best when. Good call. 
Good call. A lot of uh, detail in there. Um, but at the same time, I didn't time, know. If, I didn't know if if the machine cut them off or if you cut them off because nah, I didn't call. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Let me check the numbers. Let me see. This is the same person. <laughs> we only got one person, one call. Let's see. Got to keep it three minutes. This is you, baby. Oh, and I have a lot to say. What up, G? Cam Newton never did this to us, man. Cam Newton never. Never in a million years would Cam Newton do this to us. And half of the fan base shits on that man. I knew we was going to get this shit from Baker Mayfield, man. It's fucking pathetic. It's bullshit. Um, I want to talk about... Hope you're feeling better, G. Firing Scott Fitter, Lemuda Fire, Matt Rule. Complete rebuild. We have to keep DJ Moore and Dante Jackson. We have to keep somewhat, somewhat. As far as Brian Burns, I don't think we'll be able to resign him, man. I just, I just don't see it happening. Same with Jeremy Chin. I want Jeremy Chin to stay, but are they going to want to stay in Carolina? If Matt Rule and them are still here, that's what you have to fucking think about. And this is another thing that we're not talking about. Panther Nation, C3 Podcast, I need you guys to listen to me. The Saints are one and three. The Saints are in prime position to take one of those QBs right now. For some odd reason, we always have a team in the NFC South to fuck up mm. our draft and jump in front of us and ruin everything. Every Saint fan I talk to, we're only a QB way. Bruh. They are in win mode now. Win now mode. If they get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or any of these top QBs, Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers, bruh. That's what Panther fans seem to think about because the Saints, they know how to change the right way. Loomis, he knows what the fuck he needs to do to get draft picks. Boys, we have to sell our assets. We only have four draft picks. And Tony, I'm going to get on your ass, bro. I'm going to get on your ass because you the same motherfucker that said, oh, draft picks after the third round don't matter. What the fuck is that, Tony? What are you talking about, bro? So what about all these players that were in the SEC first team, DBs, linebackers, et cetera, that fell to the fourth, fifth, sixth? So that doesn't matter, Z. We're in rebuild mode, bro. No one's going to come to Carolina. We have to build the draft. We have to, man. Build through the draft. Five coaches, six coaches I want to give to you guys. Deion Sanders, Peyton Manning, Jim Harborough, Josh Flores, and Brian Leftwich. Imagine putting the fucking... A lot of motherfuckers are going to... Bruh. <laughs> dude, so one, two, hey, hold on, hold on but, but before you go, I'll, I'll let you respond, Tony. Two things, uh, if if G-Baby seemed uh, low energy to you, my man said on the Friday free-for-all, he's been dealing with COVID for over three weeks now. I, I know that's hell. I'm sorry, brother. Hope you get well soon. Um, and the number two, and I'll leave it to y'all, I'm, t- I'm tired of telling G-Baby he's wrong. I'm tired of telling G-Baby he's wrong because you know what? Every single fucking year, G-Baby comes in here with the smoke, with the energy, telling everybody what it is, 
and everyone wants to say, oh, gee, baby, you're an Atlanta fan. Oh, you're a Cam nut hugger. All this different bullshit. And yet every year, what are we saying? G kind of had a point, didn't he? So you know what, G? Talk your shit, bro. Talk hey, your shit. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. It's Tony Dunn. It's the <laughs> professor. And I've always said that G-Baby brings the passion. Even though he sounded like a sick little dying COVID puppy. I'm sorry. I hope you feel better, bro. Bro, everybody's been... Look. Wait, wait, hold on. Bruh. Bruh. Everybody has been saying... Bruh. Take a Xanax. And it just took G-Baby to get COVID and almost die for him to be like... Oh, I'm going to talk to you in a regular voice. But for the Panthers. I love it. But this motherfucker always brings passion, always brings energy, and always brings a take to me that if you find it in the middle, makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's an extremist. He's the guy that's making the pamphlet for the politician that they're going to mail to you in the mailer that's going to get you fired up. Right. He's promising revolution. He does. (laughs) But G-Baby, I always find this, is the truth kind of resonates somewhere in the middle with him. So I always feel like he brings these takes that make people sour. Man. But there's a strong logic underneath, a current of logic. But at the same, look, why do you got to do that, G-Baby? Bring up the fact that imagine if the Saints got the quarterback we wanted. What kind of bull fucking terrible disaster ass shit is that? I did want to talk about this a little bit. Like, imagine how how frustrating it would be if we needed the quarterback so badly and yet either the Falcons or the Saints swept him out. Or Tom us. Brady and the fucking Buccaneers. Yeah, the, uh, dude, it, it's just, that's like the worst nightmare is us losing out on our guy and him going to the division rival right. for the next who knows how many years, man, but. Um, I, I will say this, though, like, um, if people are going to get mad at me, I am not opposed to blowing the whole thing up if it continues to go south. And that means even trading the players that that I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade a soul on this team. Even Christian McCaffrey. Oh, stop being I, I a want, bitch. No, now you're a bitch. No. I want now Christian you're McCaffrey the, mm. to be running fucking yards this season for my Carolina Panthers, okay? But the fact that it's not going to happen, I can either live in reality or I can live in my made-up That's the stupidest thing And it's not going to happen. If it's time to trade players, then G-Baby's 100% right. If we're at the middle of the season and everything's bad, fucking move on. Get draft picks. It's time. All right, let's, go, let's kill these calls real quick. 
Hey guys, it's the growl that makes him howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. And guess what? Not only am I not feeling any better about the team after two days gone by, I'm actually feeling worse. Because I watched the San Francisco 49ers game last night, and they done put it on the Rams. It's in your title. I know y'all watched it. That play calling was awesome. You can say whatever you want about Jimmy G. You can say, oh, he's just mediocre. He's, you know, he's a game manager. Yep, yeah, you know what? He fucking won. 24-9. He did what he needed to do. And yeah, he's got more weapons. But guess who has weapons? Baker Mayfield. But you know what Baker Mayfield doesn't have? A coach. You don't have a coach. We got a loser. And I was on the greenway today, and I ran into a friend. I asked, I said, did you watch the game? She goes, nah. And you know what I told her? I said, that was the best decision you probably made this week. Because it was bad. Thing I ever heard. It was a damn disgrace. It was shameful to play like that in front of Sam Mills' family when we were supposed to be honoring Sam Mills. That's no way to honor somebody. I said that on Sunday, and I said it again because I still feel that way. I mean, it, it was awful. It was terrible. And you know what? The Niners have a similarly talented roster to us, it seems like to me. But yeah, my friend on the Greenwood was saying, oh, like... That coach needs to go. Matt Rule needs to go because, you know, the, the every player on the field, including the quarterback, is a reflection of the coach. And he is stubborn as hell, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And if you don't have a leader, things aren't going to happen. you got to believe in your leader. And you know what I said? I told a point blank. I said... Well, we can't believe in our leader because we don't have a leader. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. I wanted Jimmy over Baker. Oh, stop. I did. Really? I remember you asked me, hey, who would be bad? Not man. Baker Mayfield Not or ma'am. Jimmy Garoppolo. And everybody was like, oh, Baker Mayfield. I'm like, nah, Jimmy's been to a fucking Super Bowl. Jimmy is Now, bummed. I don't think he's going to put you over the edge either, but I would prefer him to Baker. All right. CK, what do you think? I mean, it's hard to argue is against it revisionist? Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, it's... Listen, it's... I think that it's easy to look in, in the rear view and, and think that, oh, we should have gone that, that way to begin with. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo... In in all honesty, even if you look at his stats, like yes, he's gone to the Super Bowl, but he's also not been the reason that they've gone to the Super Bowl. The sure. benefit is they haven't gone to the Super. They've gone to the Super Bowl um, with him playing almost mediocre at times. Um, he hasn't been a world beater. Like quite honestly, he's probably I would say a maybe a top twenty five quarterback. But he's not in the top half of the quarterback. See, we're we're missing the, right the wrong. We're looking at the wrong metric. 
I would take him over Kirk oh, Cousins. God. I don't care. No, no dummy. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. Yeah. That... wins, dude. At least Jimmy Garoppolo That's is the stupidest thing I ever heard. I guarantee you. Yeah, you, no. you put that I'm bro. going crazy. No, I got to tell you about this. Is I don't like this comparison of just Baker to ba Baker to Jimmy or whatever. Is Kyle Shanahan is the card. Exactly. That's what I'm saying is there's a difference. That, yeah. Imagine if you would put Baker on that team you don't think he's getting Guys, more out of it i'm not saying to you jimmy's a franchise like world saver quarterback i'm saying that when picking between jimmy and baker jimmy has a much better pedigree than baker right and you think that kyle shanahan player. would agree yes, yes. ouch dude ouch. fuck baker that no quick. Dude, how about this? We're talking Sam's only going to be a backup for the rest of his career. Yeah, so is Baker. They've both lost their opportunity in the NFL. All right, let's go to the next call. Chuck here's from the, a... Here's the thing keep in mind, too. They, I don't think that they value what Baker brings to the table. Like, they didn't go after a short, non-athletic like, quarterback in the draft, either. Ooh. The 49ers, they didn't go after well, a short, They're not going to trade for a quarterback on the final year of his career. Quarter, you know, like it's kind of just a swap. Like I they're not going to court him. They were going to move on from Trey Lance. Like they wanted to move on from Jimmy G, well, which is a and, good, you know. And Jimmy G know. is a better thrower than I mean, at least from an accuracy standpoint, it's a better Clearly, thrower. I would say they're point. probably a similar uh, athletic build at this point in time. The difference is that Jimmy Garoppolo has a better height, um, which means that uh, guess what? He can probably see the field a little bit better and not have the issues that we're having with Baker Mayfield right Let's now. Let's just say this: if Kyle Shanahan was the coach of our team, thank God, I don't think we would be one in what three. Oh no! I mean, Kyle Shanahan yeah, is the reason their offenses are nasty as fuck. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's well, incredible. He plays in he All plays right, like he's supposed to. Next goal. Hey guys, Chuck from Elizabeth City, aka Carolina Sports Guy. What's up, Chuck? And I just kind of wanted to give y'all a little thought here. I'm not a religious man, although I am well versed in the Bible and in the church several times. But kind of look at being a Panthers fan right now in this franchise, being like the Old Testament, you know. We're like the children of Israel. You know, we're walking around. <laughs> the wilderness for 40 years, you know, lost. And God, I guess I'm going to say the football guys, have tried to tell us to be patient or how to do things and how to run an organization and what not to do. And we try to take these shortcuts and these band-aids and hire glamour coaches and try to get players who were once good and no more, or try to throw money at every quarterback who didn't work out for one franchise or another, and we think we're going to turn them around or whatever it may be, guys. And whether it be free agency, draft, trades, coaches we hire, schemes we run, no matter what we do, we do not follow a simple football plan by the football gods. Take us out of this wilderness and be winners. We kept walking around this wilderness for 40 years with all these plagues going in circles, being punished by the football gods because we do not listen. 
because we're looking for simple solutions. We want this quarterback. We should have got Garoppolo. We shouldn't have done this. We should have kept Cam. We should have brought him back. We should have drafted Malik Willis. We should have done this. We should have went after this free agency. We should have went after that free agent. We should have kept this guy long. Oh, look at Bradbury doing well for the Eagles. Oh, my God, we shouldn't have kept Shaq Thompson. Whatever it may be, guys, it's like with all these coaches around we keep fans, we keep walking around in this desert, in this wilderness of this losing abysmal until we finally just put our heads down and work hard and understand it takes time to build this franchise the right way. And there are no quick fixes. If you cannot yeah. stay with this team and go through these hard times, like the Lions fans, like the Browns fans, like some of these teams who have suffered for years, if you're not willing to ride the ride, then get the buck off the bus. We'll come out of this wilderness. It's just going to take time. Finish him. Love it. Chuck is the man, dude. He always is. And that's why I have no problem blowing this all up if need be. You have to do it the right way, man. There's no shortcuts. David Tepper wanted to come in here, sling his billion-dollar dick around, and you know, try and get on the fast track to becoming a Super Bowl contender. Well, it doesn't matter how much you know how many billions of dollars you have. You have to build this shit the right way. I don't think we've tr- I don't think we fast tracked a super co- super bowl contender. Well, obviously. I think we just mediocred it the whole way. You know, we didn't do I don't I don't know. I feel like he didn't want to lose. Like he almost just wanted to I don't Do you really think David Tepper is the problem? I think he is a problem and uh, and a very very um, big one. A problem. That's a great way of putting it. Great way of putting it. And how could you trust him to make make the right decision at coach next time, dude? I can totally foresee a scenario where they hire Dan Quinn to be the next fucking no, head coach. I don't want to. I can't do that. No one does. No one does. Tell me, fucking no one does. I can't do that. But yet, how could we trust that David Tepper would might as well hire time? Ron Rivera back? Yeah. It's like, okay, let's get the coach that authored the greatest uh, uh, choke in the history of sports. No, okay. well, you know what? Or rode the coach, or ultimately couldn't survive being a head coach while Kyle Shanahan left. That's the point. Is Dan Quinn wasn't a bad head coach. He just wasn't a good head coach without Kyle Shanahan running his offense. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, a he's good like a fine. De- yes, yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. I'd say a really good defensive coordinator, <clears throat> but that's it. But Kyle Shanahan left, and once yeah, Kyle but- Shanahan left, it was over. Yeah, and that's kind of the, in fact, the maybe the most interesting head coach right now in the league is Sean McDermott. Because he's the one yeah. defensive coach who is defying this model. Dabo, like, who was the head? I mean, yeah, uh, Dabo. Also, the I mean, I don't know what you think about the Chargers, but they have a pretty good offense, and their head coach right. is, a, is, is, a, is also. No, no, nah, he stinks right now. 
to be honest, is he's a great talker. No, I love him. I will listen to him forever. I would love him. I would. He is already one. He's already wooed me. Give me Brandon. But at the end of the day, he ain't done shit. Yeah, I know. That's true. He's. I mean, I would take him over a lot of some of these other. Sure. Yeah, was, but that's just because I mean, you like the way he talks. There was uh the thing that nah. sucks about Brandon Staley is that he actually caused their team to lose multiple times last year, and that was directly associated with coaching decisions. I I see why you said that, but I also like the idea of yeah, I'll bet on my team in fucking any fourth and one. That's my team. I that's my guys. I got the best quarterback in the league. You know, he would think so, and why wouldn't he? You know, right? But he's him. he's he became a slave to the analytics, right? And like, as much or, as analytics yeah. are a big part of this, I think it's also true. It can be true to say that analytics are a crutch, right? For for somebody who maybe doesn't want to be like, it's easier to put that on somebody else that they've made the decision that uh, analytics tell me I did the right thing here, so it's not my fault. Let's get through these final four calls. This is G, baby. I want you guys to listen to me. I want you guys to imagine this, man. Because this is what we have to look forward to. I don't think Rat World, there's no way he's going to make it. Imagine. I, I always listen to Eli and Peyton when they're doing the the commentary for these Monday night games, man. Imagine fucking Peyton Manning having one of these young QBs to mentor. Getting a QB a like fucking Cam Newton to be the bridge and just to be a mentor. Bruh, that would be disgusting. With the defense we have on the other side of the ball, Peyton Manning mentoring a Bryce Young or fucking CJ Stroud or Caleb Williams or Quinn Ewers or even turning around Jim Harbaugh, man. Like, what the fuck? Josh Forrest, Eric Benetemy. <laughs> but we have to tank and we have to sell our assets. Christian McCaffrey has to go. Robbie Anderson has to go. Taylor Moten has to go. This is the only way we can salvage this shit. We have four picks. That's not going to cut it. We ain't shit. We soft as fucking Charmin, man. Shout out to motherfucking Sea Dog, man. Hey, man, it's gonna we we got a long season ahead That's of us, boy, boy. Bro, I'm telling you, I said boy, we was a right. two. G baby, again, another example of G baby, the truth in the middle. Yeah. You know, it's like I mean, it kind of sounds long shot. They say those who can't do teach, well, Peyton Manning could do. So yeah. would he be a good teacher or a, a good critic? I don't know. But, hey, it's not the rid- most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but I, if you'd the, be willing to do it, I wouldn't be opposed. But right, right. But at the end of the day, he was, he was right about the four picks. Oh, yeah, and that's, what, know? that's another reason why I'm like, if this is going to get bad, fucking, there's a fire, dude. Come be a part of it. And I think we have to... Go ahead and start asking this question. Not asking this question. But for me, Cody, you have been far more defensive of this and def- a defender yeah. 
of this individual. But I think when Matt Rule goes, I think it's time. You know what? I'm done with Scott Fenner. And I, I'm sorry. It might be the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. It might be. But at the end of the day, either he is a patsy, either he is a pawn, a pussy. I'm going to give you three more P words. Oh, okay. I, I just came up with, how did I come up with three P words? Patsy, pawn, pussy right here. He's part of it. His fingerprints are on this conspiracy of three failed quarterbacks or whatever, whether he was wanting to be that person or not. He's involved with it. He's a conspirator. He is a an aider and a better. And look, you look at Terrace Marshall Jr. not getting any play. Might be the biggest fucking fail. He's like the biggest draft bust for the Carolina Panthers since Dwayne Johnson. Right. Uh, Dwayne Jarrett, excuse me. Uh, How do you defend him? He's your boy, bro. No, okay, so look, I, I would still like to see this man without the roadblocks of Matt Rule. But I also get your point, too. It's like even if he just laid down and died and did what he told like a good little boy, then it's like, I, you know, I don't like that lack of a spine type of mentality either. So even though I'm not calling for him to go, I'm not even going to fight you, man. Like, if it's going to happen, fuck. D- just do do it now. Do it now. And move on to someone different. I would like to see him get an, an opportunity still. Because I do think that Matt Rule has been the biggest roadblock into him building the team the way he actually sees fit. But I'm not going to fight it. All right. Next call. Hi, this is Kyle, otherwise known as 910 Panther fan, calling from Wilmington. Uh, first of all, love the show. Love everything. Love the content. You guys are great. But uh, here's my thing. Uh, the players, I mean, there's a lot of good players on the team, man. And I feel like they're going to do – I mean, they're, they're limited to what the coaches give them. So I feel like at the end of the season, it's got to gotta, it's, it's gotta go. Something's got to change, you know. I mean, maybe Fitz has done enough to earn his spot, but usually the coach and the GM go all at the same time. If Tepper's smart anyways, because he's a businessman. So, but that's my piece. Uh, like I said, love the content. Uh, love the show. Appreciate you, man. Awesome. You know it's what nice. I hate about this? Go ahead. Is this feels like the end of the year. Uh, Ooh, show. people are telling you, like, you're nice to us. That's... Well, no, like, it's just the end of the year. Like, we're talking about who's going to be the next stop and who like we're getting ready to the foot. You know, we're not, we're going to need to get, do we get rid of Fitterer or do we do like, instead yeah. of talking about what's going on with the team right now, we're like, the Niners. Right, let's look at, yeah, let's look at the 2023 season and see what we can do. Like, yeah, and we're four weeks in, like we're less than 25% done. Besides, we we shouldn't season. have been here at this point. Already That's why I think team. that we're justified being mean as fuck. Oh dude, yeah, fuck, we could say whatever dude, we fuck, want dude, about fuck this David team right Tepper. Now. Fuck Matt. Yeah, Rule. I mean, you could say whatever fuck you want about all, them, dude. Like it's this is the worst possible start for them they could have imagined. Yeah, Not for like they, us, 
This ain't us imagining the worst possible start. This is them imagining the worst possible start. Right. Because we really should yeah. be, if we looked at the schedule, we thought we should beat the Browns and the Giants. Mm-hmm. And, and have and what? the Cardinals, even. Nah, I mean, but I thought we would be two and two right now, maybe. And We thought if we didn't win two out of those first four, we were, the season's done. Like, we were like, we have to right. win. Right. Like three would have been the best case scenario in our minds, but if we didn't win at least two, we're done because we have a murderer's row of uh, of uh, games left, and there is a real chance that we go winless for the rest of the year. Here's the thing, though, is that despite all these challenges for the last couple of years, we have more and more people calling in saying they love the content, they love the show. They love the community. So smash three hours. Yeah. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the community. Look, we got people donating tickets. They're giving. We're not doing it. They're doing it. We got friends. C3 fans are giving tickets to other C3 fans. It's incredible. Look, this is what we have been trying to build the entire time. Unfortunately, Baker Mayfield, Matt Rule, and David Tepper are trying to tear us down, but they're not going to. They will not go to. Here, let's go to the next call. Hi, this is Kyle, otherwise known as 910 Panther fan. Call from one Wilmington. Uh, Was that the one? Did we already hear that one? I thought that. I, thought, uh, I believe, yeah, we did from Wilmington. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, uh, uh. Tony Cody CK, I'm going to say something. Tell me if you feel sorry for David Tepper. This is a guy who spent $2.2 billion for for a team, and this is what he has to show for it. Sure, he's a jackass. Sure, he's dirty. He's corrupt. He's a scumbag. A billionaire jackoff who's an incompetent owner. But tell me, do you in the least feel sorry for him? No. That he paid $2.2 billion for this dumpster fire, effed up the Rock Hill, his development, alienated fans. The guy's got no hope. Do you feel any sympathy for bye-bye? No sympathy for a guy who did everything himself. Like, this is all the hand of David Tepper. Everything that has happened, it is of David Tepper's own doing. I feel no sorrow for a guy uh, that uh, has made the choices that he has that's led this team to where it's at now. Same. Ditto. <laughs> How could I, man? It's yeah. Like, How are you going to feel you, sorry for someone who's worth billions of dollars? You made your bed. You sleep in it. The Rock Hill situation, he made his bed, right? Like, he tried uh, to go about it that way. It didn't work out. But, hey, listen, at the end of the day, uh, shit hits the fan, right? Here's the thing I do want to say. I am not of the mind, like, I don't think David David Tepper came in here with the mindset he was going to fuck the team, right? I think he's probably just as disappointed with what's going on as we are, right? We can be upset with his decision-making, but from a personal standpoint, we've got to keep in mind, this was not, like, I, I think it's easy for us to attack him, but it's it's not like he did this with the intention of this team being garbage, right? Um, and, and so I think there's... There's 
something to be at least said about that. He does want this team to succeed. It would be stupid for him not to. Um, and, and the same thing goes for all the other people, right? So I'm not to the point where I'm ready to just say, you know, start name calling. But when he's like, what I did not like, and I think is important that we acknowledge is David Tepper, when he said that the basement fans, the ones that are the most passionate, who that's say where that, it is. That's, that's, just... that's where David Tepper lost my support. Entirely. Yes, me too. Me too. Is I thought he was just a billionaire bitch. You know what I'm saying? Which I can like, hey, you you got enough money. You can buy whatever the fuck you want. Right. You can do whatever you want. But when you start talking shit about the people who pay your bills, I'm sorry. Like that one, that one rubbed me more wrong more than anything. So yeah, yeah. Basement, oh, I agree. Basement I agree. fans, like at the end of the day, you have you're a 16 billionaire. What's the I don't know what that 16? number is, but you're worth 16 billion dollars. I call Mr. him a Mr. Burns. What's the dude from The Simpsons, Mr. Burns? Yes. That, that's who he is. No, Mr. Burns. I felt like he was actually secretly a nice guy, Mr. Bur- <laughs> Mr. Burns. Like I feel like he's better than David Tepper. Probably so. Well, I think that's I think Mr. Burns almost had uh, a plan, and he actually saw it. Through. Like he actually was able to 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 see like value. Like I, I think he had a little more vision than David Tepper. David Tepper, I think has been very i don't know it feels very surface everything he's done has been just surface level like i'm gonna change the logo i'm gonna do this and honestly there's a there's another thing that i think we got to talk about too that we haven't talked about up to this point and that is the i i know it's a business but for a a, a team that is struggling with maintaining fandom they have really created a buy here, buy it, buy a pay to play type of mentality where you could normally go and watch the players come into the, into the, you could do that for free. Like you just stand on the street, watch. They've turned that into you pay $300 and you can come stand here now. Right. Like, let's go ahead and talk about changing the culture. When you make decisions like that, you are blatantly throwing your middle finger up to the people that can't afford to go to the game as it is that try to get any type of interaction with the team that they possibly can in a, in a manner that may be considered free. Right. And and then you're going to throw that shit out there. Like, and, and the thing is, is every single one of the people that are going to pay for that are these, like the reality is they're going to be the people who are well off. A lot of times they're going to be corporate people who don't really have any business. Like dude, guess what? There are, they already lost them, bro. They already right. lost them. Bruh. For real. They're gonna lose them. They already did. It costs sixteen dollars now, finally, to go to a Carolina Panthers game. And that was only because of the hurricane. Is that why? Yeah, that was the that Okay. Was the oh my God. Because this is what I was upset about th- with this David Tepper administration. It's not him entirely, but we know he's not just a fan or he's trying to make money. That's that's what I think I is we've got to keep in mind this is a it, money thing for him. It's I not, could yes, I could have gone to a Saints Panthers game last year in New Orleans. 
Now, granted, New Orleans is a city where there's a lot to do other than go to the game. And right. it was uh it was either the day after New Year it was either New Year's like it was two days after, two days before New Year's Eve. So it wasn't a New Year like who's gonna go to a football game on New Year's Eve? I think it was New Year's Day. Either way, is it was cheaper for me ultimately to fly to New Orleans and sit in the lower bowl than to drive and sit in the lower bowl at Carolina last year. Yeah. And we stink. Yeah. Yeah, we're not good. I mean, that's the thing that I, I think is... It's too expensive. Um, it's too tough. expensive. And you've got to keep in mind, too, David Tepper is 100% a Steelers fan. Like, I don't care what you think about it. He bought this team. You can't say money that boy. anymore. You can't you can. own a team. He, if he's a Steelers fan, that's no. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Let's let's be real about it. He grew up for how, how old is David Tepper? He's been a Steelers fan for five decades of his life. Just because he bought this team doesn't mean he doesn't root for that team still. This is a money grab for him. He, you got to keep in mind, we've been in here. We've been a part of this organization for longer than he has. We care more about the Panthers than he ever will pay, care about the Panthers. He cares about the money. That's what he cares about. He doesn't care about the Panthers. He doesn't care about whether how, how fucking horrible we feel outside of the fact that it hurts his do bottom dollar. That's all he cares about. Like that is not that is what the Panthers are to him. He wanted to he wanted to fulfill a dream of owning a team, and he did. And now he's just like it's about the money. If win the Super Bowl, great. But guess what? If he's making money, he's making money. It doesn't matter. And he's clear he doesn't care shit. Give a shit about us. All right, all right. Interesting. Inter you know what? Here, billionaire problems. Billionaire you problems. But here is one thing I would. Yeah, we got one the next call. And this is something on my mind, though, is how much inflation is finally catching up with the regular person. So, like, when you're talking about the billionaire, so people are in here saying in the in the chat, like, hey, um, money grab. How can you money grab when you're a 16 billionaire? Why do billionaires well, still yeah, buy actually businesses? you can. Yeah, that is. He did buy that, yeah, work. and now they're worth four billion more than whatever they were. He wanted yeah. Steelers South, but the problem is he didn't know how to build Steelers South. I just am interested in when the consumer economy is gonna, or the like, the pressures are going to. Will the NFL ever be affected by it? I guess is my question. Because the viewership of the NFL is always going up. Yeah. The participation in prize, like prize picks, C, use the code C3, that type <laughs> of stuff, always going up. But as inflation occurs, as a team like the Carolina Panthers struggles and struggles, do does he see a loss in revenue in-house? You would think it has to be. And I went to I've been I've been going to the grocery store. I have a bunch of kids. That, like I go to I do a lot of grocery sh grocery shopping for our family. Inflation is up. At what point do you cut it out? I don't know. It's a big deal, and I'm not gonna feel sorry about billionaires anymore. Mm -mm. I'm so tired of it. I 
at times have felt myself going, oh, am I being too hard on Matt Rule? And then I go, wait a second. I have $64 in my bank account. And he has $64 million. So shut the fuck up. Not you. David Tepper. Matt Rule. Next call. There's only one more after this. Hey, what's going on, fellas? This is Zach from Kannapolis. You know, I've been sitting there thinking, you know, I was like, you know, hold on, let me pause y'all real quick. Anyway, I've been thinking, and I think we're going to have to roll with Sam Darnold. Honestly, I think Matt Corral can show us something. I mean, we, we still got him, but he got to sit. You know what I'm saying? He, he hurt. He hurt right now. Sam Darnold hurt. It's weird, you know, like they take out our two, I don't know. I, I feel y'all know how I think about Cam and all that, you know, and everything, but there's no way Mayfield's gonna cut this shit off. I mean, he just, this guy is just, I don't know. He's, he's a clown, bro. I call him a clown. I always will. I never liked him in Cleveland, you know. He ain't, you know, I, hell, put in PJ Walker. That game. I mean, just something. I mean, anything, bro. Just to change the atmosphere. I don't know. But I know the fans don't like him. And I, and I thought it was very, very rude that he told the press that he said he didn't give a fuck, basically. I mean, you didn't hear Cam saying that. You know, he took full blame for the whole team. You know, and uh, our defense is carrying this team. And I just hope for better days. All right, man. Good call. Next call, my bastard son. Hey, hey, hey. White Chocolate Espresso. What's happening, people? Let me get my opinion on who I think the next head coach would be. I want the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Look what that man's Deuce been doing. Daly, bro. I don't even know his fucking name. Deuce but Daly. My God, Detroit's the best scoring team right now in the NFL. With Jared Goff at quarterback. That's what type of person I want as an outside coach. Somebody who has done less or done more with less. You know, you know I think uh, the Cowboys often uh, thing, Kellen Moore, another guy I like. You know, someone like that who's done more with less. But at the end of the day, we're not getting any of those guys. We're not getting an offensive coordinator as a head coach. We're getting the Cowboys defensive coordinator, the ex-Falcons head coach, who was once with the Seattle Seahawks, Dan Quinn. I guarantee you he will be the next head coach for Carolina. And you know what? I'm not mad at it. He's done great things with the Cowboys on defense. He's Done wonders for Michael Parsons. He did get the Falcons to the Super Bowl, even though they they choked, but they got there, you know. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be someone who's been a head coach before. But um, yeah, those are my thoughts. And uh, peace. That's terrible. That's why I, I don't admit he's my son. <laughs> because he believes that why I didn't, that's why I didn't pay child support. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, Deuce Daly. One of the things that the look the Detroit Lions have scored the most points in the entire NFL through four, and they have also given up the most points through four. It's crazy. Jared Goff, bro. Jared Goff has been slaying, homie. I sat him this past week, and I put in uh, Russell instead. My man had four touchdowns. They lost, and they scored 45 points. How you do that? Um, I don't know. If we get Dan Quinn, we're just kind of back to the old John Fox, Ron Rivera days. I mean, do you, I, here's my question. Do we not, is there not going to need to be a, it, it, aren't we in a cyclical type of situation where we either have like these crazy offenses, but then we get to where these crazy defenses kind of come up from out of nowhere because of it. Right. You know, so wouldn't, isn't there a, something to be said about trying to fight these crazy offenses with a incredible defense? No. Okay. <laughs> We've just done it before, man. I want to do something new, and I want to do what is being proven to be successful in the NFL right now. Get the guy that you trust running the offense for the next 10 years. Then you get a quarterback to pair with that Name coach. me a defensive like coach. Done- Name me a defensive coach that has has had sustained success in the league. And I don't mean just a winning record like Mike Tomlin. I mean competitive playoff success. Probably McDermott McDermott now. We don't even have a long enough example set, basically. What do you mean sustained success? Yeah, I mean, he's gone to the playoffs every time he's been, every year that he's been there, right? Yeah, even but even before uh, the you're Josh talking about a, like a generational. The, um, what I'm talking about is someone who can survive different quarterbacks, who can survive. He did. He took Tyrod Taylor. Leader. He took Tyrod Taylor to the to the playoffs for the first time in the Bills since they went to the Super Bowl in the '90s. Like you're you're again you're you're looking at Sean, Sean McDermott's history in the Bills is worth re- acknowledging. That he, he, he was with us in 2015. He was with us, yes, and he left in twenty. He's only had six years of experience. What I'm saying is this, is that decade-long success, which I think is what we're kind of talking about, is you could have given, we could have given, well, I would say we could have given Ron Rivera, Cam Newton, we would have had a decade-long success, and we didn't. But we didn't. What would you say? Seriously, I just don't know. What would you say? Bill Belichick is. That is the one I was wondering about because we don't know without Tom Brady. He hasn't done shit without Tom Brady. Not shit. You need everything. And And I think he's one of the best. I think he's the best defensive coach there is. Like, he knows how to take away. Like, that's why he was so good with Tom Brady. Like, he basically made Tom Brady his offensive coach. Like, he would have worked great. Tom Dungy and Tom Dungy and Peyton Manning. You know what I'm saying? Tony it's Dungy, like, yeah. Tony, yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't know how you forgot that one. 
I'm just going back to this is that like is Belichick Belichick might just be the greatest coach who had a great quarterback. I don't know. I think Andy Reid. All right. Who said this? Are you tired? Huh? We got to do our best. No, man, I'm going to keep you up all night. You want to talk about House of the Dragon? Yeah. And that was the best show on television. Shut up. It's all right. It's the best show on television, um, dude. Brandon Zilstra, by the way, signed with the Detroit the Lions Patrick to the practice squad, squad yeah. and uh, anything else. That was it. Let's go to the ISO picks. Fine. Bring him in here. Cody. Do we want to do ISO picks or wants we to go do home. regular picks? Oh, no. We do need to do the real picks real quick. Who are we playing? Who are we uh, who playing? Are we playing? <laughs> who are we playing? We're playing the 49ers. I count it as an L for us. I'm yeah, sorry. 49ers by route. Yeah, I mean, I want to pick the other way, and so many, yeah. but there's no, there's no possible. It's just luck. Okay, who are the Falcons playing? Ooh. I don't know. See, Cal, let's just look oh this up. Gosh. Where is right. Greg at? Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. right. Five schedule. Um, all right. The uh, I tell you, the Saints and the Seahawks. All right, where is it at? At home or for the Saints or on the road? Um, at New Orleans. Oh, yeah, I'm going Saints. I'm gonna go Seahawks. Uh, I am going Seahawks. Wow, dummies. Um, they and it's actually the fact, they're putting up numbers. Did you uh, know that Geno Smith has the best passer rating or completion percentage through the first four games in NFL history? At seventy-seven or seventy-eight percent. You sure but you don't want to take the Seahawks? No, fuck no. no. Um, good. and then we have the Falcons at the. Bucks. <laughs> you rather go with the division rival? Bucks. Falcons at Bucks. Yeah, yeah. I'll take. Is that? Yeah, is that a hard? Yeah, I'm going Bucks as well. Um, and then we have uh, the 49ers at Panthers. I think uh, all of us are probably in agreement here. The only game I can make up on is the Saints at Seahawks, or vice versa. Seahawks at Saints. How did you guys do last week? Ooh, I lost on the Panthers. I thought they would win. Who who did who else played? It was the Falcons and the Browns. I caught an L on that. I yeah. called the Browns. Yep, I did too. But I um, won. I won the Chiefs at Bucks. You got that one. And yeah, then what about the? Um, I don't know uh, if I had to pick for New Orleans, Minnesota. I picked Minnesota. Ooh. I think so. I, I, I went. Too. I had Ooh, the. I? I had the Bucks and the I had the Bucks losing, and I had. Uh, the Saints losing, um, and I got those, but I also had the Panthers winning, and I had the Panthers or I had the uh, Falcons losing, and uh, so I'm I went two for two last week. I feel like we need to go back. Everybody's told us that, um, but uh, not Bucks, so that Minnesota Saints no. game or whatever that um, London game was incredible. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, go back and watch it. 
It was, yeah, it went down to the wire. It was, uh, Will Lutz got a double doink uh, for, a, for a game tie-in field goal at the end, 61 yards. It barely, an eighth of an inch to the right, it would have gone in the upright. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We are the longest-running, longest-suffering podcast is how I'm going to self-describe us until we get a damn coach and a quarterback that can give us some hope. We got one last long-running segment, and that is the Ice Up segment of the week, uh, where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, get it together. Cody Lashney. Did that just like freeze up real bad for y'all? Mm-mm. Uh, must have been just mine. Um, all right, y'all. Uh, y'all want me to go first, or y'all have one y'all want to go with? No, yeah, you go ahead. You want to get the fuck out of here? I want to keep you up, keep you up all night. All right. So, so look, we uh, from time to time, we ice up politicians who need ice up. And rarely does it ever have anything to do with politics. Dude, we don't give a damn if you're a Republican or Democrat. I think they're all frauds, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, but, you know, we tend to flip back and forth. We normally make fun of Joe Biden a lot. So uh, this time I got to make fun of one of the conservatives, but specifically a very famous conservative. And that's none other than Herschel Walker. Because if you haven't been following this whole thing... Dude, this whole thing is actually kind of crazy, right? Her very pro-life, very Christian, proud man. He wants to completely do away with abortion, all this other shit, right? And he is basically running, I believe it's for Senate. I don't know if it's for Senate or Congress, one of them. And the, the sad part is that even after all this I'm about to explain to you, uh, the man is probably still the likely winner of the race that is no he's not yeah if you look at the polling they say that he's uh, still got a good chance to win wow so uh basically after all this comes out uh his son who by the way is also a right-wing kind of tiktoker person um goes on twitter and says i know my mom and i would really appreciate if my father herschel walker stopped lying and making a mockery of us. You're not a family man when you live when you left us to bang a bunch of women, threatened to kill us, and had us move over six times in six months running from your violence. I don't care about someone who has a bad past and takes accountability, but how dare you lie and act as though you're some moral Christian upright man. You've lived a life of destroying other people's lives. How dare you? Now Two is that apparently it has since come out that my boy Herschel Walker has paid for abortions before. Like he has actually done this before. So it's making it sound like, at least from the perspective of his son, uh, that Herschel Walker is a big fat hypocrite. Um, so at least be the man that you claim to be. Uh, but I think that's, uh, that's funny. And also Herschel Walker... When you listen to his interviews, 
dude, they're rough. <laughs> like, they are rough, man. Like, that guy may have been a great football player. You know, he was even, he even fought in strike force MMA and he won a bunch, dude. Like, he's, the dude is a physical specimen, but uh, it seems like uh, his, maybe his integrity and his uh, moral high ground is kind of left wanting. So, to Herschel Walker, ice up, son. All right. Um, winner of a national championship for UGA and um, probably a victim of CTE. Very much like someone I'm not going to ice up. CK, are you about to ice up uh, Antonio Brown in Dubai? No. It's giant D, by the way. It's like oh, of course, ridiculous. That's no, no, I did not want yeah, to. It <laughs> it's like, why, why, why is it blurred? Why is it blurred above his head? Like, I mean, it is. And then the tweets afterwards uh, are ridiculous. He is the most. He's a wild boy. No, wild boy. I think he's he is wild, C- he's CTE boy now. Somebody yeah, put up a somebody put up a uh, inter an interview of him before the perfect hit. It was just like, oh, Ben Roethlisberger's my. He was saying all the right shit. He looked good. He looked composed. That mug. I don't know. He's fucked up in the head right now, dude. Are you sure you don't want to talk about his big long dick? No, no, no. I feel like that's what you want to talk about. No, no. Hey, man, I don't it's your that. show. Do what you need to. All right. You know what? You want to keep up. You want to keep up with me, then. All right. Let me see. Here's my here's my ice up pick, and I was gonna have him as my ice up pick as it was in Dubai. Actually, on top of that, he went. Um, do you know if that Zach Wilson shit is true? Hey, that can't be real. Okay, I don't it, think it is. You know, I can't be. Well, I mean, you but, got you got you got what? Uh, I mean, if Antonio Brown's out here doing that shit, the Antonio Brown shit we know is true. Like that's like the softest thing he's done since that pool. Uh, hey oh, hey oh, but no. Um, here's mine. Here's mine. This is weird. Uh, not weird. This is simple in tennis. Saw this. Uh, they developed somebody, a, the C-Pod built by a Panamanian-based technological company, Ocean Builders. It's meant to be self-sustaining, eco-restorative home that floats on the waves. It's a home that is going to live on the water. Hey, this is not crazy. They have these a lot. There are a ton of what are they called? Boathouses? Isn't that what it's called? These um float homes. But this they uh revealed their prototype and it sank. Mm. Sucks. Sucks, sucks, sucks. So um if you're gonna put together a boat, I suggest it floats. That's my ice up pick. And one other was, uh, <laughs> did you hear my, um, what's this uh, Elon Musk joint where he said when I buy Twitter, 
It's going to be a precursor. It's just the, the X, Infos- which oh, is an uh, app for everything. The everything app? Uh, I'm sure what? it will float like this boat. <laughs> Those are my ice ups. Um, All right. So yeah. mine's going to be pretty pretty basic, um, but I think it should spawn the creation of a new sport. Um, and that is from the uh, the the shenanigans that took place last night in the Monday night football game when a guy ran out on the field with his smoke uh, flare in his hand and Bobby Wagner fucking laid the boom <laughs> on this dude. Like, dude's running up. Bobby Wagner straight up just pounced that dude to the ground. Straight, I mean, gotta be some helmet to helmet, you know, helmet to skull uh, action that took place. And my thought was that was so entertaining. I think we should start a new sport of seeing super athletic guys, and you as a uh, running down what? the field, and you have to try to get to the end zone and not get tackled, and then watch all these skinny guys just get hammered to the ground. It's called American Gladiators, bro. Dude, no, American Gladiators was uh, was a little bit more soft than that. I don't know. They made you try to do that basketball thing where you had to yeah. run down to put the anyway. I didn't mean that. But anyway, to that guy that that uh, clear, I think there should be a uh, a a new notice that's put out that if you decide to storm the field, you accept all risk involved with the players decimating you with a extremely uh, maybe an extreme form factor tackle. Um, right now, there's a lot of people saying that uh, old boy. Uh, that Bobby Wagner might get sued like a motherfucker because of that from that dude. But sued? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody was talking about uh, Pat McAfee had talked about it. Everybody was uh, commenting on it. And uh, Pat McAfee said, you know, well, how did you know? I mean, how do you know that that dude didn't have something else on the other hand? You know, like, I think Bobby Wagner's a fucking oh, hero. Yeah, I agree. And did you also see that four man rush were on? Um, Pat McAfee today. Yeah, they were, yesterday they were clipped. Uh, they showed like a clip of uh, of their Dan tweet? Olofsky. It was Dan Olofsky replying to a question of theirs. How dope is that? These yeah, mothers cool. got that's cool. And then the other one I saw was oh, uh, four man rush. They they know how to push the buttons of the internet. The Cheesecake Factory also responded to them. After the Skip Bayless shit or whatever about the giant cheesecake factory menu. Anyway, great stuff. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com where every Tuesday night we check it, we check out the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. You can email us at carolinacatchronicles at gmail.com. Smash the thumbs up. Subscribe. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Cody, last name, where can they find you? Next week, we actually, one of our listeners is giving away tickets to another listener. They got to go to YouTube. They got to respond to that post or uh, hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag C3 in that Discord how can they find you in the meantime? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Hey, I'm going to give you all a heads up. 
Y'all need to look at drafttech.com tomorrow and check out my write-up for the Panthers. We're picking number two. So uh, I, I think you might be interested in what I have to say. Um, so check that out. And uh, you already know this Friday at 7 p.m., C3 Friday free-for-all, baby. The cult of free-for-all. We're getting everyone in on the action. It's the show for the Panther fans. By the Panther fans to come on with their webcam, talk to me, talk to Panther Nation, be a podcaster yourself on the C3 Panthers podcast, and let us know what's really going on, man. Uh, and yeah, that's it boy. CK, there's 136 people watching. There's going to be several hundred listening, hopefully, till the end of this. I have a secret surprise. Matt Rule, I am lining up Matt Rule interview next Tuesday. Yep. Secret. It's a secret. Don't tell nobody. It might be Matt Fool, but you're going to love it. CK, how can call him Rat Mule, by the way? Ooh, yeah. Don't worry. He's going to come on the show. It's going to be incredible. We got a secret surprise coming on Tuesday of next week. CK, how can they find you until then? Well, you can find me on the social medias at Codizzle Allen. Um, and you'll mainly find me here um, on Saturday night. Um, we're going to do it Saturday this week, as it is clear that I think Thursday night is not ideal for people. Uh, for the um, for the Madden simulation, is that what we is that what the the Horrible. data is telling like, us? Yeah, that it went down right. to seven hundred people, um, the right. seven hundred views at this point. Um, so I think that uh, the idea of doing it on a Thursday night is going to be uh, we'll we'll Changed. do some more. We'll do some more investigating some stats and stuff. But right now we're going to do Saturday night. I am going to be at the game uh, on Sunday. Um, to see the Panthers take on the 49ers. I'm going to be there with Catman Jr. And uh, if you guys are interested, we're going to be there early, about 11 o'clock, and we're going to be uh, probably hitting up uh, a couple of places. So anybody interested in uh, hanging out or meeting up or whatever, uh, just uh, sh- you know, shoot me a message on uh, on the Twitter, and we'll uh, see what's good. Uh, Cody Lashney, take us out of here. Until next time, C3 Panther Nation. Through thin, through thick, no matter what, you already know what we do. Keep pounding.